This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. All right, today is Thursday, September 10th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. As city officials attempt to remove the homeless encampment along the Ben Franklin Parkway, more wood barricades could be seen being put up against the metal fencing uh, that stretched across 22nd Street in the outer lanes of the parkway. Wednesday was the third deadline given to the city uh, for occupants to vacate the site and the one at 21st and Ridge Avenue as well, but it came and went with the encampment still standing. Clergy and outreach teams made attempts to enter with outreach groups emphasizing these are, that there are beds and resources available for people, but they were turned away. Instead, people in the encampment appear to be fortifying their position and calling for more supporters to join them. The city called the situation untenable and urged for a peaceful resolution, uh, but they will go back out, uh, but they will not go without housing, they're saying. Kevin Jeremiah of the Philadelphia Housing Authority said the option of just turning over keys uh, to vacant property is not a viable option. Mayor Jim Kenney said the city is discussing various options. The Sixers' proposal to redevelop Penn's Landing, including the building of a new arena, was not selected on Wednesday. Knew it. The Delaware River Front, the Delaware River Waterfront Corporation instead chose the Durst organization's plan out of the four proposals under consideration. The Sixers asked for $780 million to $885 million in public incentives for their $4 billion plan. The Wells Fargo Center is owned by Comcast and the Sixers lease in the building ends in 2031. The team opened its practice facility in Camden, New Jersey in 2016. Managing partner Josh Harris and co-managing partner David Blitzer have owned the Sixers since 2011 in February. Forbes valued the Sixers at $2 billion. Harris has a net worth of $4.8 billion per Forbes. The Durst proposal includes residential units, retail, a hotel, and open public space. However, the proposal offers much less parking than the Sixers proposal did. Did you hear rumors that they're going ahead perhaps with a $1 billion version of the Purple Orchid down there? Goes from the Harry Donut to the Harry Cloissant. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's a higher yeah. grade of clientele. Wow. Uh, so that is off the table, but now they, you know, they'll talk to the Durst organization and they'll come up with whatever plan that they're going to do. So we'll see if that even happens. All right. Ben Salem police have released surveillance video of a suspect wanted for taking a photo of a woman in a dressing room. It happened on Saturday at 12 p.m. at the Goodwill on Street Road. The female victim told police that she was trying on clothes in the dressing room when she saw a cell phone appear underneath the door. Did you see the footage? Yeah. Oh. It's the slimy. Yeah. It's so It's so pathetic yeah. of the guy doing it. He's walking along. You see him from the back. Dips down with his phone under the bottom of the door. So the door has clearance between the floor, uh, you know, in the, in, the, in the try-on room. Dips it under, pulls it out, and walks and, away. And he no. did, but he does it twice. He comes yeah, back. Yeah. He comes back again. And there's actually, like, if you know this person, he's got a hat on, so you can't fully see his he's face. He's f- fully lit up, though. But if you but if you know this person, like, you you could look at this and, and identify him. So make sure you look at the video. You know he went back to his buddy's place, dude, to get some great stuff at the Goodwill oh, store. Yeah. Some Goodwill boontang. <laughs> oh, my God. Goodwill so trim. Stupid. Wow. Um, so, yeah, so there's clear video that was captured of the suspect putting his cell phone under the door where the victim was located. Wow. Immediately after the incident, police say the victim saw the suspect walking at a fast pace out of the store. The suspect is described as a white man with tattoos on his forearm. He was wearing a hat, a black T-shirt, gray shorts, and blue and orange sneakers. I know, you watching the video? It's pathetic. I'm looking at him. I'm looking at his age. There's porn. Yes! There's, there's porn. 
Don't violate people's privacy like this. He's, Preston, it's on the phone he's using to take the pictures. He could just call it up on his phone. This dude has abundant. He's going to get busted. He has ruined a good portion of his life. He sullied goodwill. You idiot. You sullied goodwill for Christ. That's not, that's bad will. Goodwill. There's so many levels that this is wrong on. Did you just say that's bad will? It's Mm. bad will. (laughs) And he's not even wearing his face mask right. His nose is sticking out. When he takes his second series of porn pictures, he's going the wrong way. The yellow arrows clearly indicate. (laughs) You're right. He's breaking all kinds of rules. Oh, my God. What a scofflaw. Anyone with information is asked to contact the Ben Salem Township Police Department. In sports this morning. The Phillies were off yesterday and opened up a seven-game series against the Marlins in Miami tonight. The series will feature two doubleheaders uh, and a total of seven games over five days. Jake Arrieta will get the start tonight for the Phillies. The first pitch is scheduled for 640. Lane Johnson, the Eagles' all-pro right tackle, hasn't practiced since August 23rd, and head coach Doug Peterson was unable to say whether Johnson will be able to play in Washington in the season opener on Sunday. Johnson suffered a lower body injury on the sixth day of training practice, and the Eagles have listed him as day-to-day ever since. Last month, Peterson said he wasn't concerned with Johnson missing the opener, but yesterday he said Johnson will be limited later in the day to individual drills at the first practice of the week, and his status for Sunday is unknown. Kickoff on Sunday against Washington is set for 1 o'clock. The NFL season begins tonight with the defending Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs hosting the Houston Texans. Kickoff is at 8-20. In last night's NBA playoff game, the Toronto Raptors beat the Boston Celtics to force a game seven. Kyle Lowry hit a jump shot with 11.7 seconds left, and the Raptors beat the Celtics 125-122 to to win Game 6 in double overtime. In the Western Conference, the LA Clippers beat the Denver Nuggets. Kawhi Leonard had the Clippers a win has the Clippers a win away from the franchise's first ever trip to the Western Conference Finals. Leonard finished an assist shy of his first playoff triple double, and the Clippers won 96 to 85 in Game Four to take a 3-1 lead in that series. And in the NHL, Nikita Kucherov scored with 8.8 seconds left to give the Tampa Bay Lightning a 2-1 win over the New York Islanders in a 2-0 series lead in the Eastern Conference Final. Game Three is tomorrow night in Edmonton. And we have like a little special uh, end to sports because I got a text this morning. Oh, please, oh, share. From Jackie Bam Bam. I oh, knew it. Okay. That says, Romano, you got to say this for me in your sports report today. Crush it and say, the beauty on duty is taking over long live little Richard. Now, what Jackie's talking about is that the Hank Williams Jr., all my rowdy friends are uh, on Monday on Monday night, are here on Monday night. We'll repra- replace uh, the late Little Richard's Rip It Up as the new Monday night football theme song. So Little uh, Little Richard's song is now going to be the new theme song. Okay, oh. I got you. All right. So thank you, Jackie Baby. Man. Yes. That's it. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right. Thank you very much, Kat. You crushed it, by the way. Crush yeah, it. Crush it. it. Blowing up on Blabbermouth. Yeah. All right, we welcome you to a Thursday morning, and we have a few things that are going on today. We have some guests that will be joining us. We'll start with a young woman named Caitlin Bristow. She is promoting Dancing with the Stars. She was on The Bachelorette, the Bachelorette right? Yes. yes, okay, so she is now... It took me a while to figure that out. Yeah, on yeah, Dancing with the too. Stars. So uh, we'll talk to Caitlin uh, later on today, of course we got to ask her what she thinks about Carol Baskin being in it. Yes, yeah. Which is a bit of a train wreck, but it, the exact type of thing they want uh, for that show. 
And we're also going to have on the program uh, drummer of the band Corn, Ray Luzier. He is going to be a part of this Neil Peart tribute that is taking place Saturday night. It's with uh, the magazine Modern Drummer. Uh, and very look, very much looking forward to it. So happy we're getting Ray on, man. I saw him for the first time live at the MMRBQ. When he was, you going off about Yeah, it. he was drumming for uh, Jonathan Davis. I was never a Corn fan. Yeah. Um, and so I, I'm, I'm, I went out to see Jonathan Davis because we've had him in the studio before. He's a very nice guy, and I wanted to see his performance. Yeah. I could not take my eyes off of Ray Luzier. He was just, he stole the show as far as I was concerned. You sent us a YouTube video last night as I was watching it, and, and uh, it, it's bizarre. You know, I, I don't know what's going on, but I, I know it was a little hypnotic, yeah. you know? He's very visual yeah, and yeah. kinetic in the way he plays. He's really, he's just really intense. He's you know, like a prog metal yeah. drummer, but he does all these flourishes while he's playing, yeah. which is That's like cool. you can't stop watching him. No, and he was doing them like on like weird time signatures as well, that or at least it appeared to me yeah. as he's like you know throwing the stick in the air and then grabbing it and then hitting the drum, you know, in beat and all. I was I was making a blown. sandwich, making yeah. it, dude. He I mean that's that. hard, one-handed and trimming trimming the crust off. Yeah, I'm I'm going to ask him about that those uh, those tosses that he does, the tricks that he does. He's pretty amazing. But we're going to talk to him. He's getting ready for this uh, tribute. A lot of famous drummers are a part of it, so it's uh, cool that we'll have him on around uh, ten o'clock this morning. So uh, we have those things more. We got some stuff to give away. The uh, Jurassic uh, Quest is coming up. Maybe we'll have a chance for you to win uh, tickets. In fact, I will do that properly uh, today for mm. the stupid question. <laughs> I gave away the wrong thing yesterday, but we'll get to it and. Uh, in encapsulating all of this as well is the back to school A to Z, the yeah. homeschool edition. I don't even know where we are. I heard Do you know this. what I heard coming in? Or what? not well, I was here doing show prep. Roll with the changes. Uh, okay. Yes. Yep, that's right. Yep. We, and and I heard before that, uh, I heard some Chuck Berry was a roll over Beethoven. Yeah, so yeah. we're in the rolls, I guess. Yeah. Well, we're finishing the rolls next. Okay. So we'll have our last rolling song next. And uh the A to Z continues and we're happy about that. Uh sponsored today by Parks Casino and Sportsbook. Pennsylvania's number one casino must be twenty one gambling problem. Call one eight hundred gambler. Let's take a break. Come back in a second. I got a big stack of entertainment stories to run by you and uh some giveaways, so uh stay where you are. We'll be right back. Here, Preston and Steve, you can see them too. Check out the weekly rush on Xfinity On Demand. New episodes, you guessed it, weekly. It's always been Acme's goal to make sure that football fans have everything they need to cheer on the Eagles. And today, that goal is no different. No matter what game days look like this year, they'll be there to help you kick off, cheer from your favorite seat, and host like a pro with all the snacks, party trays, and game day foods you know and love. Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. So we're going to do the super question. Going to give away today a Carlo pass for up to four people to Jurassic Quest, which is this drive-through thing at Wells Fargo Center. It's a life-size dinosaur exhibit. So yeah, cool. it looks cool. All right. So the question that I have concerns the Prime Meridian. Oh. All right. It's considered the starting point for time zones. So here's my question: Which structure located in England is considered to be the home of the Prime Meridian? Okay. Which structure? Located in England is considered to be the home of the Prime Meridian. I've seen said structure. 215-263-WMMR. Well, then you can't answer, sir. I know. I disqualify myself. All right. We'll go through the birthdays while we're waiting for your call. Uh, Today is Thursday, September 10th. Uh, Ryan Phillippe has a birthday today. He's 46 years old. I was just watching that movie, 54. 
which oh, is the, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh. I think that one of the first movies I saw him, it is so awesomely terrible. It is. It's horrible. <laughs> terrible. Yep. But it's great. Uh, and it's also Guy Ritchie's birthday today, the director. Yeah. What all has he done? So, uh, the Sherlock Holmes movies, uh, Lock, two, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. Snatch. Yeah. Uh, the, the Gentleman. Gash. Did you guys watch that one yet? The Gentleman with uh, Matthew McConaughey? No, it looks pretty good. Yeah, is I it enjoyed it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's right in his milieu, right? It's, it's uh, It criminal. is. I gotta look up what milieu means, mm. but, uh, <laughs> the way you used it in a sentence, I'm pretty sure you're right. Yeah. Uh, I, but as I was watching it, Steve... I had to, like, I don't even know. A half hour in, I'm like, all right, A, do I know what's going on right now? And B, am I... Did I make a boom? And B, am I enjoying this? And when I got to the end of it, I was like, okay. Okay, yeah, I've had movies like that. It's all over the place, but eventually it all sort of, you know, it's like a crescendo. He's a good kinetic director case. Like in the the scenes in Sherlock Holmes, when uh, Sherlock Holmes is fighting and he's, in his mind, he's... Planning out the uh, the attack and the yeah. movements, it's it's good. He's a good I love dude. that movie. Very competent. Uh, he is fifty two today. We also today celebrate the birth of Colin Firth. <laughs> <laughs> the birth of Colin Firth. See what I did there? That was awesome. Uh, thank you, Jackie. Uh, blowing up on blabbermouth. And uh, it is actually a big birthday for him today. He is sixty years old. He's um, he's awesome. He is awesome, and and took it to another level in Kingsman: The Secret Service. I, that movie, I saw the trailer, I'm like, looks like a good movie. Let me yeah. go check it out. It was the first R-rated film we took my son to. Parker, yeah. He was, oh, I think he was like 13 at the time or something. We're like, yeah. That's a rite of passage. We can go 13 or 14. And I, I was like, I, it, it took me by surprise. And I yeah. love when movies do that. You're like, I had no idea this was going to be this good. I know. I love that. We just, okay, we'll, get, we'll give it a shot. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, yeah, and the King's Speech. As well, right? Yep. Oh man, what a great movie! And he's working on a movie called The Kingsman Speech. Oh my yeah, gosh, yeah, um, where he delivers a he has a speech impediment and he kills anyone who makes fun of him. Well, you basically have a pre, not a prequel, but uh, the um, there's a new Kingsman movie that starts yes. before. Yeah, it's the the creation of the Kingsman. I hope uh, I hope it'll be good. He yeah. tells the story in the movie, but uh, yeah, they'll do that. But uh, yeah, Steve, the time you did my the King's speech, which has uh, been come to known as, <laughs> he says, "Oh." Some of the improv <laughs> that we as a nation have been come to know now. That movie is so good. It's a, it's fantastic. Yep. Uh, so he's 60 today, Colin Firth. It is his birth. Also a big birthday today, turning 70 years old, is Joe Perry of Aerosmith. One of the Great guitar player. Terrible. Horrible interview. <laughs> and it's not because... He's just not conversive. He's not. I, a long, long time ago, earlier on in my radio career, I was excited to have him yeah. on the phone, and it was a lame interview back then. It was a lame interview when we had him on a couple of years ago. He's it's just, not that he's not nice. No. He's just not. He's not a talker. Great guitar player. He talks with his axe. 70 years old today. Uh, it is also another musician's birthday. Danny Hutton, who is one of the singers of Three Dog Night, a band I've always loved. Uh, and he turns 78 years old today. So Three Dog Night is featured in that, that Paul Williams documentary because he wrote a couple of their hits. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. By the way, Mama told me not to come. This is the craziest party that could Is it what it says it I is? don't know, but I, you I think know. your dad would tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> It was the prequel to Pull It Out. Oh, my God. All right, happy 78th to Danny Hutton today. 
Philip Baker Hall, great actor. Uh, movies like Boogie Nights, Magnolia. Uh, he was on Seinfeld. He was the library cop. Bruce Almighty. Uh, he is 89 years old today. Uh, co- uh, supermodel Kokoroka. Kokoroka? I have no idea who that is. Uh, she's 32. <laughs> Kokoroka. M- Mikey Way of My Chemical Romance uh, is also celebrating a big birthday today. It's the big 4-0 for Mikey Way. Jeez, that's wild. I know. Happy birthday to him. Uh, director Christopher Columbus did the first two Harry Potter movies. Did and sort of set the tone. He was also I, one of the producers to make sure. I, to, to me, that movie series pulls off an almost impossible feat going across different directors all that time and managed to keep it consistently, tonally the yeah. same. Yep, exactly. 62 today. Uh, Randy Johnson, uh, the big unit, major league pitcher, is uh, 57 today. And then the last birthday, well, huh? I, I can't read it. There's no words on it. <laughs> That's tomorrow. And that is it for us today. Yeah, I can't read it. There's no, there's no words. Okay, I don't know. Uh, it, whatever it is, it's not right on a teleprompter. It's the whole thing. That is. I've never seen that. By the way, he's 71. We are going to do Sting, yeah. Okay, but okay. now, I can't read it. There's no there's no words on it. It starts okay. to unravel. Sure. There's yeah. no words there to play us out. What does that mean, to play us out? It's, Sting is going to do, it's a video, Sting video. <laughs> Poor guy. What is, For credits. I don't know what that means, to play us out. What does that mean? To end the show? Yeah. All right, go, go. Three, five, four, three. They can't do it. That's tomorrow, and that is it. Again, five, I love four, that. three. That's tomorrow, and that is it for us today. And we will leave you with a... Uh, I can't do it. We'll do it live. We'll do it live! By the way, okay, so right before that, Steve, you hear his, uh, that, yeah, yeah. the mic, that's when he stood up and it was still attached. <laughs> and his the mic was still attached to him. And his quasi-Bill O'Reilly pompadour mm. bounces yeah. back. And that that's what pushed yeah, him yeah. to say, F it. Uh, yeah, here it is I can't again. do it. Okay. We'll do it live. Okay, right there. We'll, no. we'll do it live! <laughs> it. Do it live! I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live! I would walk over at that point and say, you're doing an entertainment show. <laughs> you are an entertainment reporter, and you've never heard the phrase play us out ever. And he almost had it at the end there. He goes, and we leave you with, and then he stops. He could have said, we leave you <laughs> with yeah, Sting. Yeah, yeah. And that was it. But no, thing sucks. Did he ever address Five, that? He did. Four, oh, three. Tries again. That's tomorrow, and oh, that is... is it for us today. I'm Bill O'Reilly. Thanks again for watching. We'll leave you with Sting and a cut off his new album. Take it away. And there you go. That's how you do it. Mm-hmm. He's 71. <laughs> he just didn't understand what play. And you, you can even hear the producer going, "You don't, you." <laughs> That's a phrase you've never heard? And also, he's, he's afraid to answer the question. Yeah. He asked him a question. and Play us out, like, you jerk off. Oh, how do I answer this without making him feel right. dumb? Exactly. Oh, Happy birthday, Bill. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see if we can get an answer to the stupid question. Uh, Prime Meridian is the starting point for time zones in which structure located in England is considered to be the home of the Prime Meridian. I will go to Matt for that answer. Hey, Matt, how you doing, bud? Good, how are you? Good. All right, Matt, what is the answer, the uh, the home of the Prime Meridian? It is the Royal Observatory. You are correct, yeah! sir. In Greenwich. 
One moment, Matt. We are going to give you a Carlo Pass of up to four people to Jurassic Quest. They've transformed the largest dinosaur exhibit into a Jurassic drive through experience outside Wells Fargo Center. And it's from the safety of your vehicle. And you will encounter over 70 true-to-life-sized dinosaurs while listening to a fun, educational, and immersive audio experience inside your car. It's open now through Sunday and you can get tickets at JurassicQuest.com. I've been there too, Steve. I went a few years ago, and uh, in Thor two, in uh, the Dark World, right? Is the second yeah, one? Yeah, yeah. They, yeah. they feature that uh, place in that movie when the, oh. when the crap hits the fan in London, and all the uh, like the ships from the other dimensions start showing up in that's London. There, that's at the Prime Meridian. Yeah, it's yeah. neat. It's a, it's a cool I place to visit. Yeah, nice. All right, so we're gonna dive right into this. Uh, although there are several rumors floating around, the real reason keeping up with the Kardashians is ending is because the Kardashians want to extend <laughs> the family empire. Um, Casey, you were thinking maybe they're going to start their own network. All right. Rumor has it, though, the family decided to pull the plug on the show after Chris allegedly sought $40 million to lock down a few more years. According to TMZ, sources close to family say that the Kardashians feel like that they are able to promote their brands on social media. They're right. And they don't need television anymore. Well, they are, and they could produce, they could promote their own show. They can own their show more fully. And so I, don't, I wouldn't discount, I think Casey's idea might be right. They might be starting a, a their own network. Uh, the ratings also played into their decision as well. The numbers were down, but they chalked it up to people watching in different ways, including streaming. Sources say that not one uh, person or instance specifically ended the show. Meanwhile, sources say that the family is planning to stay off camera for a while and enjoy their lives. Or oh, we'll enjoy our lives if they stay off camera for a while. While reassessing what's next for them. I it's, you know, it's though, hard to believe they can stay away for a long time. I agree. It's kind of vague, though, because you can't say, well, we have, you know, we believe that people are watching it in different ways. There, there are metrics that allow you to measure how yeah. people, they would know. Yeah. And the ratings have gone down for the show. After a while, if, it just runs its course. But if they don't do the show anymore, are they going to stay as relevant as they are? I, I would imagine that the, the, their popularity, almost like, a, listen, I know it's a different story, yeah, yeah. but almost like a Paris Hilton. Like, now she's just really just off the radar. Yeah, she's still got all her money and whatever else they do. But, but she's but not Paris, the juggernaut. Yeah. Paris was singular. Uh, you know, yeah. she maybe I know, had, I know. you know, this is a, this is a quote-unquote dynasty. Yeah, it and, really is. And some people, scary some people see them as our royal family. Yes. <laughs> no, no, yes, I know. It's horrible. Yeah. Just be thankful yeah. for this rep- this this slight break. Yeah. yeah. Do any of us follow any of them on social media? You I do, don't. right? You're I doing... do not. Oh, I, I thought you did. Like, wait, I, yes, you know what? Because I liked a baby video, and I was like, I think this is the first time I'm liking one of their photos. I think the who's the lip girl? I think, Kylie. Yeah, I think I follow her. Kylie's yeah, lip I kits. I don't follow her. If you do. if you look at the pictures, especially we were talking about yesterday, the they were um, they re released the first credit sequence from the first version of the show, mm-hmm. and you see Kylie as a kid. Mm. So many those family members, literally, especially in, in Bruce and Caitlin's. <laughs> story look nothing like they look like yeah. nothing yeah all right i have some other things uh hilaria baldwin is a mother of five now she revealed on instagram she said we had a baby last night he is perfect and we couldn't be happier stay tuned for a name uh she and alec uh their new son joins big brother's 
Uh, Romeo, Leonardo, Raphael. Uh, Donatello. Where's Donatello, <laughs> yeah. And, where's uh, Splinter? And Splinter. <laughs> and Shredder. They need a bad one in there, too. Uh, Carmen and Ireland, uh, Alex's daughters with uh, with ex-wife um, Kim Bassinger. Turtles on the half show. Yeah. Uh, Hilaria has been open with her pregnancy journey after suffering two miscarriages. So oh, they, and they just announced they're moving into the sewer system, Preston. Nice. That's perfect. Yeah, another one, Casey Jones, April, all of them. Uh, Amy Schumer has been diagnosed with Lyme disease. Uh, she ah. revealed on Instagram on Tuesday. The 39-year-old comedian posted a childhood photo of herself fishing and shared that she was diagnosed with the disease over the summer, though she may have had it for much longer. Uh, she also asked her followers for advice. Um, if you're not familiar, Lyme disease is transmitted to humans through an infected black-legged tick. Uh, and typical symptoms include fever, headache, fatigue, and skin rash called uh, arrhythmia migrans, and other celebrities who suffer from Lyme disease include Justin Bieber, Shania Twain, Avril Lavigne, as well as uh, Yolanda and Bella Hadid. Yolanda, yeah. Yolanda? So uh, I guess I know Yolanda. Uh, I know that um, which one was really leveled with it. Um, was it one of the Hadids? I think it was one of the Hadids. I don't know if it was. Um, I know Yolanda or Bella, but yeah. yeah. My friend was just diagnosed with it, and it's no joke. I mean, she's like. I had Some... it two years ago. It beats the crap out of you. Yeah. Let me yeah. ask you, is or... it possible to have it, because I know you can have it chronically, yeah. and to have it and have it for years yep. and just chalk it up to other symptoms and, like, have it for 10, 12 years and not even know you have it? I remember uh, it was maybe 15, 20 years ago or so, or maybe a little further back, but uh, hearing that it was it was chronic, it was permanent. Like, yeah. you had it, yeah. you had it for good. So, But they've, they've come up with treatments, thank yeah. God. Yeah, you can uh, take, obviously, pr- uh, proper medication, but it can resurface, and, uh, Steve, it can level you okay. just as much the next time around as, it, as it the first time. Is it something that lays, like, dormant? Yeah. and it can co- Okay. Exactly. Okay. All right, here's a follow-up. Uh, Lily Allen and David Harbour got married shortly Lily. after obtaining a marriage license on... Lily, 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 legs, Lily, Lily. Lily. <laughs> 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 reports of their license <laughs> obtaining went wide... They shared pictures of a small reception Aww. following their Graceland Chapel ceremony. Oh, so they did that. It's That's great. Excellent. And he looks good. He lost. He he took off a lot of weight. He has. David Harbour. You're right. In uh, this is according to the uh, caption on his photos, which did include an Elvis Presley impersonator. God, I, I love him even more now <laughs> that they did that. He said, in a wedding officiated by the king himself. The People's Princess wed her devoted, low-born, but kind credit card holder (laughs) with a beautiful ceremony lit by the ashen skies, courtesy of a burning state miles away in the midst of a global pandemic. (laughs) He said refreshments were served at a small reception following, he added, of their In-N-Out burgers and fries. That's that's right, because we're looking at the burgers look really good. He's the best. He is the best. Uh, Allen uh, wore a white blazer styled your dress and black heels and Harbor wore a classic suit. So congratulations to those two. That's great news. Uh, in a cover story with Variety magazine, Halle Berry is opening up about several defining moments of her career. And I have just a uh, short little synopsis of a couple of those things. How many are we talking? <laughs> uh, just two main things. I'm gonna th- no, three, actually. 
Uh, Barry said that uh, after her historic win of, of an Oscar, she thought that she'd be taken more seriously. She said, I thought, oh, all these great scripts are going to be coming my way. These great directors are going to be banging on my door. But it didn't happen. It actually got a little harder. And apparently they call it the Oscar curse, uh, which I had never heard of. Before. No, she neither said, have I. You're expected to turn in award-worthy performances every time after something like that. Right. So, and if you, go on, if you go on to star or be a part of a movie that's less than what the Academy perceives as Oscar caliber. Yeah, I guess so. Huh. Uh, one role that did emerge was her character Jinx in Die Another Day. Uh, and fans wanted a spinoff, but it was stalled because MGM didn't want to allocate the $80 million budget that it needed. That is a, I love that Bond movie. Now, they throw everything at it, it, everything. I mean, it's basically an homage to all the years of Bond movies. But she's really good. Her character is excellent in that movie. Uh, she said it was very disappointing uh, about losing the Jinx movie. It was ahead of its time. Nobody was ready to sink that kind of money into a black female action star. Uh, they just weren't sure of its value, and that's where we were with then. They had her come out of the water press. In fact, you remember all the uh, the coverage because she was wearing the same bikini right. that Ursula Andres wore in Dr. No. She looked great in it, too. Uh, she, uh, she also spoke about her experiences with uh, Storm in Brian Singer's X-Men franchise. She said, Brian is not the easiest dude to work with. She said, I mean, everybody's heard the stories. Uh, I don't have to repeat them uh, and heard of his challenges and what he struggles with. Sometimes because of whatever he's struggling with, he just didn't always feel present. He didn't feel there. And we're outside in our little X-Men stage freezing our asses off in Banff, Canada, with sub-zero weather, and he's not focusing, and we're freezing, you might get a little mad. Uh, Barry said, it, I would sometimes be very angry with him. I got into a few fights with him, said a few cuss words out of sheer frustration. When I work, I'm serious about that, and when that gets compromised, I get a little nutty. But at the same time, I have a lot of compassion for people who are struggling with whatever they're struggling with, and Brian struggles, she said. so. Yeah, we've heard. Look at what happened on Bohemian Rhapsody. They replaced him yeah. 90% of the way through the movie. So that's out in a Variety if you want to read the full. Uh, Jake, yeah. Please do. That's uh, her, her biggest fan. Uh, Ryan Reynolds has sort of resurrected the on-screen career of beloved Hollywood icon, of a beloved Hollywood icon, in a new commercial uh, for the launch of Mint Mobile's Unlimited plan. And he's brought back Rick Moranis, Lord Helmet, <laughs> uh, and many other things. Bob and Doug McKenzie, uh, SCTV, tons of great Honey, movies over the years. kids. And uh, Ghostbusters. Uh, so, But he has been away uh, from the big screen for, or from any screen for... Over 20 years, he hasn't done anything. He, he did. I, honestly, I think one of the most noble things you could do, his wife passed away from cancer, and he, he left the industry to raise his kids. Yeah. Um, and, um, wow, it was, you know, talk about the devastating loss, but uh, he, st he stayed true to it. So we have the audio. I'm going to play this. Ryan Reynolds is standing in, in a mint field yeah. uh, because it's Mint Mobile, which I'd never heard of, by the Neither way. Neither have I. Uh, but it must be regional. So anyhow, and he's standing there, and he introduces Rick, and, and here's the audio. It's hard to believe that Mint Mobile has gone so long without an unlimited plan. So to introduce it, we brought in an actor we've all gone too long without, Rick Moranis. So what do you want me to do? You want me to say something about Mint? Uh, no, that would have been smart. But, uh, no, it's $30, it's unlimited, it'll do just fine. Sounds good. I really got to get a phone. So why am I here? I'm just... A huge fan. Oh, stop it. Come on, no, stop it. Seriously. Massive. That's it? That's it. Hello. See ya. 
That's it. Uh, it's great. So, uh, though he has appeared in select television projects and lent his voice to uh, Disney's pair of uh, Brother Bear animated films, he's largely taken a step back from major acting roles for the last 23 years. His last substantial film role came in 97 at the uh, lead, uh, as the lead of the direct-to-video sequel, Honey, We Shrunk Ourselves. Though he's reportedly thinking about doing a return to that franchise uh, for Disney's theatrical reboot. He reprised his voice role uh, as Lord Helmet for the Goldbergs. Right. Which right. is kind of funny. Uh, so he may uh, he may return, but uh, that was cool to uh, to see him. Uh, let's see. What else do I have Stories. here? Oh, yes, yes. Uh, Casey sent this to me yesterday. I was so excited. Fans are getting their first look at Dennis Villeneuve's take on the classic Frank Herbert novel, Dune. Uh, the film includes Timothy Chalamet, Rebecca Ferguson, I have a total crush on her, uh, Oscar Isaac, Stellan Skarsgård, Zendaya, Jason Momoa, Josh Brolin, Dave Bautista, and Javier Bardem. Uh, it's the first of two films based on the original it's scheduled to drop on December 18th, 2020, so it'll be along oh. before you know it. Yeah. Yeah. Very excited about that. I love, uh, Steve and I love the the, the Lynch yes. uh, yeah. directorial version. And remember, there was a, um, uh, it was on Sci-Fi. They did, they did, what they did is a six-hour version yeah. of it, and I thought that was excellent as well. Yeah. Uh, you uh, need a lot of room to William, tell the story. William Hurt was in yeah, that, yeah. and you lent that to me. Yes. And I enjoyed it. It wasn't, it didn't have the, the coolness that the movie did, but I love the story. So. It told a lot more of the story. Yeah, and now, if they're going to do two films and the effects that are available, this should be fantastic. And I love the tone of this trailer. It looks yeah. like Timothy Chalamet looks perfect as Paul. So he's just he's just so beautiful. <laughs> he's, he's, he's 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 the it guy right now, isn't he? Yeah, like yeah. Uh, women love the hell out of him. Yep. And Paul was a kid in the yeah. story, which is why it's great to go with a, a young looking guy like this. Uh, oh, let's backtrack to the Kardashians for just a moment. All right. Are they in Dune? Well, no, no, they're not in Dune. Uh, look at the size of that worm. <laughs> <laughs> Get, get it, some spice on spice. <laughs> That's a huge worm. Do you have any spice? <laughs> Give it spice. Uh, I think it wants spice. Oh, my God, I love spice. <laughs> uh, no, it has nothing to do with Doom. Um, but uh, fans are uh, wanting Chris Jenner to join Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. There's no way she'd do that. You know what? They're Share also the talking spotlight. about... You're also talking about Caitlyn Jenner joining. Really? I swear to God. That might be a better... That actually yeah. would be. Well, yeah. Is, is she a housewife? No. but None of them really yeah. are. <laughs> All right. I don't know. Nick, Nick innocently asks, <laughs> oh, how do you get... <laughs> Listen, just go with it, man. Sorry. I'm sorry, sorry Mr. Radio Guy, that it don't satisfy your requirements. <laughs> Nick, back to you. Yeah. Nick watches... wear your baseball cap and shut up. <laughs> oh, Nick man. watches porn and goes... Yeah. I think they're really in love, guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just want them to be reality. Girls got to get work. You know how expensive Jimmy Choo's and size 15 are? Uh, so under a meme that said, when I see people post about Chris Jenner joining Real Housewives, it's not happening. Kyle Richards, Real Housewives Beverly Hills star, and pal of Jenner commented, no, you never know. So Is that Kylie Richards? Uh, yeah, I'm sorry, yeah. Kylie Richards, not Kyle Richards. Hey, uh, a few Ky- years ago. So the way, by the way, yeah. person, Kylie Richards is Kim Richards' daughter. 
Oh, really? Yes. Really? Yes. Her daughter's not... old enough to be one of the uh, housewives? Because yeah, Because Kim was a housewife right. for a while, uh-huh. and she had her, her yeah. boozing got way out of hand, so. I always loved her as a... Me too. Yeah. Oh, God, did I have a crush on her. She had hair down past her butt. Yeah. She was just beautiful. I like it that. Um, <laughs> hey, a few years ago, it seemed that The Walking Dead would outlive us all, but on Wednesday, yesterday, Scott Gimple and Angela Kang confirmed that the one-time TV juggernaut will come to an end with a 24-episode 11th season. So have you been along all the way? I oh, no. I tapped out uh, when they got to the um, the whispering... Yeah, I'm still on. I'm, st- I've st- I, I'm all caught up. And- after the Negan saga came to an end, yeah. I watched about five more episodes, and I'm like, yeah, no. I'm, I, it, to I'm me, done. in my mind, I said, I if done. you're not killing this guy, <laughs> yes, <laughs> if you're not killing, and I love it was him, silly. kill him! It, it was silly that, you know, yeah. some of the things they started to overlook as far as, uh, you know, uh, Living morally and right, so on. Yeah, I, I was just knock like, it off. Come on, man. This is no. It, it, it's ridiculous. Uh, so anyhow, but you know, some people are diehards and have stuck with it. The numbers have have sagged quite a bit, but they're bringing it to an end. It was originally planned for twelve seasons at least, but over the years, uh, enthusiasm has waned along with viewership. Now, I think that I might, since I know it's officially going to end, I might get get on board and finish it. Finish yeah. it, yeah. Finish all of it. So I may. It's I, not bad, and also like Fear the Walking Dead. It took me a little while to get into that one, and. Uh, and so I'm almost caught up with Fear the Walking Dead as well. There's been, obviously, a little bit of crossover in, for the, in both shows. But you know, for the first, like, six, seven, I mean, I mean, The Walking Dead was so consistently yeah. awesome. Agreed. I mean, you know, with with the, with, um, the, the original cast and, and the additions, there was stuff, I think, after Negan, that... that could have been the finale to the whole series. Yeah, yeah. Wrapping that up. But the question is, and and I doubt it, will they will they find a way to end all of well, this? Negan supposedly becoming a sitcom character. Oh, oh no so, way. Totally Negan. Oh, no, way. no, but crazy. I'm wondering if they if they find a cure that's for the so whole Negan. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's so Negan. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh. That's so Negan. All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Is that how it goes? Yeah. Is that the whistle? <laughs> That's so Negan. <laughs> oh my God. Lucille, get in here. <laughs> we have some convincing to do. <laughs> Uh, there, It'd so, be great if they turn it into like a Brady Bunch type of thing where Negan marries somebody right, else yeah, and, yeah, yeah, and yeah. they bring in a whole family all of a sudden. And he has and to, so he has all the kids down on his, their knees. Yes. With the, uh, somebody didn't do the dishes. <laughs> He's got to bash one of them's head. Yeah. <laughs> now you've all made Lucille very angry. That's <laughs> <laughs> oh, so Negan. Oh, my God. Now, Peter. Look at the wall. (laughs) Look at the wall! All right, so, yes, in this article it says, droves of new characters have consistently failed to connect with the audiences the way that Rick Grimes and the original crew did. Ratings have sagged for years. The show finally fell below 3 million viewers uh, this year. Uh, Perhaps because of this, AMC has invested more and more in its offshoots from the flagship series to reported... Uh, Rick Grimes' movie trilogy, uh, spinoffs including Fear the Walking Dead, which is now in his sixth season, and upcoming series, 
The Walking Dead World Beyond, and anthology series Tales of the Walking Dead. And now there's another new spinoff on the way. They announced a new show for 2023 starring Norman Reedus as Daryl and Melissa McBride as Carol in their own story arc. Yeah, they go around and try different fast food places. Oh, is that what yeah, yeah, yeah. Dying and some dead people. Dying and dead people. Steve, you've opened up a whole network. I know, yeah. it's unbelievable. Um, uh, is it, is it, can we say that... Um, there might be over milking this. It may be, and but maybe they're also looking at it. Uh, yes, over milking for sure. Yeah. But maybe they're looking at this. Maybe this story arc, which I had always been waiting for, a cure to the zombie problem. Maybe this is life as we know it from here on out. You mm. know, as far as that story goes. So there, I don't know. I remember. So the Carol, um, you know, the the badass she became. Yeah, and the episode with this with the psychotic girl. That episode, oh, do you remember yeah. where, where she little girl, the little girl and her little sister. She wants her little sister to live forever. Oh yeah, that was. It is one up. of the most powerful that hours of television I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, that was that was a hard one. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, all right, so they're looking to do they're looking to end the Walking Dead, but continue on with some other even more spinoffs. All right, we're ready for the clips. After waking up in a morgue with newly found superpowers, an orphaned teen is recruited by demon-hunting nuns in Warrior Nun. Uh, in this clip, Star... She's got a club foot, too. <laughs> 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 Smells like butterscotch. Yeah, exactly. Star Alba Baptista discusses what viewers can expect from her character. Here we go. We start with her tasting freedom for the first time in her life as she lived uh, in an abusive orphanage most of her life uh, before we begin the episode. And and in a sort of a prison of her own body and mind. So, so she can become quite reckless with her ambitions due to just wanting to live everything in the first, you know, at once. So, um, yeah, she's going to be very unpredictable. Warrior Nun is streaming now on Netflix. Here's the next clip. In Love Guaranteed, a hopeless romantic teams up with a struggling lawyer to sue a dating website that promises positive results. In this clip, Damon Wayans Jr. talks about choosing this role. Uh, For me, what attracted me to the character was that he's obviously a uh, a wounded soldier as far as uh, love goes. And I think that is the reason why none of these um, relationships are working for him. None of these potential dates are working because he's still not over his ex. Um, And then uh, Rachel's character comes into the picture and that kind of starts his journey of uh, moving on. (laughs) Uh, Love Guaranteed is streaming now on Netflix as well. That's it. That's what I have for you, your entertainment report. I had so much, I even left some stuff out. Wow. We'll catch up tomorrow. Unbelievable. Um, We have a few things going on this morning as far as guests go. We have Caitlin Bristow. She was uh, the Bachelorette. Now she's going to be on Dancing with the Stars. We'll talk to her. Uh, Drummer Ray Luzier, who is uh, from the band Korn, as well as many other projects, is playing in the Neil Peart Tribute this weekend with Modern Drummer Magazine. So we're going to talk to him as well. And then we'll sprinkle some stuff in between all that. And amongst all of it will be the A to Z homeschooled edition. We are in the R's. We'll come back with music from that list in just a moment. So stay with us this morning. 93.3 WMMR presents Jackson's Local Shots Artist of the Month. Mo Lauda and the Humble. Can't find another reason why this- 
celebrating our area's best talent. Bringing it to you on air, online, and in the community. Hear and see more at WMMR.com. Keyword, local shots. Mo Lauda and the Humble, Jackson's Local Shots Artist of the Month. Sponsored by Family and Company Jewelers. Find a band that rocks her world at Family. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Real quick, I do a uh, shout-out. I got this uh, email from my friend Lindsay, and she uh, wants me to give a shout-out to Kelly, who teaches third grade. She didn't tell me Kelly's last name. She didn't tell me what school she teaches at. So, Kelly, all teachers named Kelly that teach third grade. <laughs> no, she's been having a rough go of it. Uh, so, uh, we want to wish her the best. And I actually did meet her one time. Uh, I went to the school uh, to wish her a happy birthday. I did this as a favor, and Aww. she was... Uh, so excited. So, uh, Kelly, hang in there, and here's a shout-out for you. And uh, real quick, uh, Nick, I think somebody had uh, sent uh, this person, Emily, had sent this as well. It's a GoFundMe setup. Her mom uh, had passed away. Um, and, uh, you know, they, they had already done We had helped out, apparently, a couple of years ago because her little sister had passed away, and the family needed help. Yeah, her mom died of pancreatic cancer. So there's a GoFundMe that's set up. Uh, and that's from uh, Emily McAfee. So I just wanted to point that out. You can go to PrestonSteve.com. And on the community page, uh, you can see where people are needing some assistance. And yeah. great organizations that need help uh, are on there as well. And speaking of that, uh, I got this other email. And this will be my last shout-out for now. It's from Harry. Uh, it says, Harry? He's been, Harry, he's been listening to uh, MMR since the 70s. Uh, I said, I've been in camp out every year since you guys came to MMR. Every year, I up my game by doing more. I had two goals for the past years. One, get three tons of food. And two, find a cop who will give me a ticket for being overloaded. <laughs> I have a few of my grandkids help with the shopping, and we go down and see the show. We've been the largest contributors for about six of the eight la- of last eight years uh, for the day we come down. I want to give a huge shout-out to the people at Harvest Ministries. And they're located in Ben Salem at the Cornwell's United Methodist Church. All through this, throughout this pandemic, they've been handing out uh, food two days a week uh, for, uh, uh, and it says for food and one day a week for produce. Uh, they have had up to 350 cars waiting in line. Oh. And the heat waves and the rain all through that. Where do they get the food? Well, some of it comes from Phil Abundance. Where do they get some of that from? The camp out. Uh, the only person who I know who works there is Joan Jordan. So if you could give her and the crew a shout out, I would appreciate it. Uh, he said, when I saw the cars lining up along the side of the road, I had to take a video to send to my grandkids to show them where the food we delivered finally ends up. We will see you again this year. Tell the cops, Harry says. So here's a, a shard out. That's great. And keep in mind, uh, we have the Save the Date information for Camp Out for Hunger 2020 available at uh, PrestonandSteve.com. Some of the uh, uh, details is going to be November 16th. It's going to be a little bit early this year, November 16th to November 20th. So it will be the week before Thanksgiving, not the week of Thanksgiving. We normally do it the week after Thanksgiving, but it's going to be the week before Thanksgiving, and we're working on how that's going to look this year. It's obviously like every other charity event and every other uh, outdoor activity or walk or whatever you'd like to call it. going to be a little bit different this year, but we're going to rely on your help. The The, uh, the blood drive looked different this year. It, did. it was a great success. It really worked. And as we move along, things start to change. So we, ha- we have plans in place to remain as fluid and adaptable as possible. The one thing we absolutely have to have as a constant 
is you because yeah. you guys make it work. So uh, uh, more details coming in the, in the near future as we meet and, and get that stuff together. I'd like to share a personal story right now, if you don't mind. Do we uh, do we need uh, music, mood uh, music, sad um, music, happy music, well, walking on sunshine? No, or? no, it's it's a sad thing, but I'll, I'll right. just, I, I think I can paint the picture. Okay, so. all right. Uh, no, it's... <laughs> Peter, look at the wall. That's so neat. <laughs> uh, no, so uh, I was, our, our dish, our, I'm, I'm sorry, our, our sink was filled with dishes the other day. I'm so sorry. Uh, no, it's not oh, that. Oh, That's oh, not oh, the part oh, so... <laughs> No, and as I was getting ready to to do the dishes, I looked in our our, um, cupboard and I'm like, okay, maybe some of this stuff can go because we were just, you know, we have too much. And uh, so I I saw in there this dish. It's a a small bowl. It's like a baby bowl. Yeah. Um, And it's a Bob the Builder bowl. It's plastic. We have had it since Parker was a baby. But it's just one of those things that's never moved out during the rotation of our um, of our plates and, and bowls and all that, so we would still use it. So it was it was purchased for Parker. Yeah, yeah, and but, it, but it was still being used, still in good shape. Right. And I was looking at, it, I'm like, you know what? This is one of the last baby items remaining that we would still use for whatever reason. I'm like, you know what? I need to put that away. I need to that one's that one has lasted the longest, so I want to hang on to that. Right. So I'm like, I, in fact, I told Rochelle, I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna put this down in the bin of things that I saved just for sentimental value. And you're very good with that stuff. And as a whole, you 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 as, and you all make sure to have pictures and things for keepsakes that you remember yeah. things by. So this is another step in that. Yeah, and I don't keep everything. Right. I keep something here and there just right. to have a little bit along the way. So I'm looking at this and I go, you know what? Someday this is going to break in the dishwasher right. and I'm going to be upset about it. So I should put it downstairs. So um, I, I set it aside and then later on I was taking some other things in the basement. Okay, I'll take this downstairs as well. And there was a box I had in one hand and I had this in the other. And so I, I take it down and I'm going into the unfinished side of our basement, which is where I have bins of different things. It's all our storage area. And... I had, like I said, I had a box in one hand, and then I had the 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 bowl in the other, and then I, I needed to grab something else. So I put the bowl in the same hand that was holding the box, mm-hmm. and I I reach over to move the box to put it on the shelf, and as I did, the bowl falls out of my hand. Oh. Did it break? It's an unfinished. It's a concrete floor. Mm-hmm. And it shattered on the floor. Shattered beyond glueability? Well, listen, it could, I could glue it back together. It's it's like in five or six pieces, but here's the deal. Part, part of the reason why I save these things is maybe some down the road, if my kids ever decide they're going to have children, I can say, hey, here's something from your childhood. Use this. You know I what d- I mean? I don't want that. So, <laughs> so... If I glue it back together, yeah, no. we're never going to be able to put no. cereal in it no, and, and milk no. ever no. again. However, but he- here's the thing, though. I was taking it I know. expressly I know. to put it put away oh, for safety's dude. sake. That's terrible. And I broke the goddamn thing. I mean, there's thing. so much irony here in the, uh, A, that. B, it's Bob the Builder, and you can't fix it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Trust me, when I posted on social media, everybody used that line. Oh, really? yeah. Oh, my God. You know what, though? This is like, 
this is like the plot of countless movies where someone is charged with protecting someone and oh, yeah. inadvertently gets yeah. them killed. Or it's and, like it, uh, lo- losing the, the, the engagement ring or the wedding ring when you're the best man yeah. or whatever. You know, you, you have one job and you did it. Look, Sid Wilder commented on your... Yeah. Uh, yeah. What did she say? She said, no, you can fix it. Oh. Bob the Builder expects you to try. Uh, I mean, Press, <laughs> this is like a black fly in, in your Chardonnay. It is. Yeah. It's like 10,000 spoons when yeah. you need a knife. Yeah. Uh, so here's what meeting like. the man of your dreams and then meeting his beautiful wife. Yeah, that's right. Uh, if you, I, I would like you to make me feel better. So I'm asking you <laughs> as a favor, fans of the President Steve Show, tell me your story of something similar that you did, so I don't feel like a complete moron. It, this thing that you, you, yes, this I'm, this is I'm putting this away for safety's sake, and you break it. Two one five two six three WMMR. I was. And here's the other thing. Okay, so I drop it. It shatters on the floor. I couldn't contain my emotions. Did you cry? I screamed. Oh. <laughs> like, what? because... Curse you... words. <laughs> and... And you're not really, like, that quiet when that things like this happen. No, not... Yes, of course, <laughs> I'm the... usually quiet. And so, Rochelle comes flying down the stairs. She thought I broke my arm or something uh... like that. I fell down. And she comes to see this, you know, this kid's bowl... Lying there, shattered, and but she, but I just told her I'm yeah. putting this away so nothing happens to it. So she got it, she understood. Shake it off, pussy. But it was oh uh, that, that, listen, I understand that that thing or that that <clears throat> it's not the same for me. But I, I when I got my first large Batman, Ben Affleck Batman, <laughs> and my brother-in-law had built a special, and this is a little different. I get it. Sure. But still, I had been looking at the pictures of it as it was coming, and it was—it's big. In case you've seen it, it's, yeah, it's—it's. It's, I love it. It's big, and, and so um, we're putting it up on its stand. It weighs about sixty-five pounds, and I—I—I I, I can hold it this way. I can hold it this way. But I sort of knew I couldn't hold it that way, and and his head, you know, was magnetic, fell off, and the cowl broke off. And and it was one of those things. I know it's not like a keepsake, but for me. I was I was completely devastated, but the clean was the, the break was clean enough that I could glue it back. So, in a way, that's my connection. Right, now, my cats don't have keepsakes. No, but breaking something when it's brand new, yes, that sucks. That, yes, that, I, we've definitely had that happen before. This is your brand new shiny thing that yeah. you haven't even had a chance to enjoy. I've been waiting for this, and yeah. you break it right away. But. Kind of an heirloom. Yeah. Is, it's uh, much different. Yeah, this thing's only twenty different. years old, Preston. Oh, I'm so bummed out. You know what about what about when you store? So, for example, and I, this has happened too, where you store photos and a photo out, and wherever you stored it, yeah. somehow, oh yeah, it, they, the, there's a leak, or you don't know that that part of the basement. Yep. There's been something we we had, and actually we did have that happen. A box full of keepsake stuff, my <clears throat> high school diploma, which I normally wouldn't give a rat's ass about, but at a certain point, I started to give a rat's ass about it. Yeah. Right. And uh, th- there was a flood from the uh, the water heater, mm-hmm. and uh, it it effed up everything. Now I didn't break it, but it's that I can connect to it on that level. Well, I, and I'm we much ju- more shallow. I just got a text message, and I was going to mention this, but like you know, Chuck D'Amico had his childhood bowl. That's this right. Was his bowl that was yes. you know over forty years old. I guess at this point, Bill Wesson just threw it away. Threw it. Away, he said. Nothing breaks a heart like losing a bowl. Yeah, like <laughs> I, I would be like, I'd never ever forgive Bill for but that. No, 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 no. If it means that much to you, you don't bring it to work and leave it in a community sink. 
My you shut your mouth. <laughs> you don't just throw it's things away. That aren't yours. There's a little bit of a point to what Kathy's saying. You don't just you don't throw something away that's not yours. I had yes. I, I had a Bugs Bunny bowl that my wife got me when we first started dating. I was taking it to work, and I would clean out my bowl after I had the cereal and bring and it back take to my it, desk. Of course. If something meant something to me, I would never leave it in a community space. I would actually never. So this is Chuck's fault. <laughs> I, it's not. Yes. It's not a glad uh, Tupperware like disposable Tupperware. Mm, this is something like, I don't own. I'm going to throw it out. <laughs> yeah. This looks like a keepsake. It'll probably devastate Chuck. Let's throw it out. It's a good thing that nothing will ever mean anything to you, Kathy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, but like wow. it would go with me to my desk. Where yes, if you took it off my desk and threw it out, no, not not the same thing. But her point is, you're leaving it in a public space. Grab a hammer and, and have it. Smash at. away. Here's the deal, Chuck. <laughs> like for example. Kathy's nowhere near her car right now. It's lying out there. Yeah. The Throw it away. <laughs> Chuck used that bowl every single day, by the way. So it's not like that bowl was sitting in the sink for days on end. It was, you know, there for minutes. Yeah. When uh, I saw your picture, though, Preston, I will say, I, <laughs> I was like, well, I mean, look at how old that is. Those kids don't care about that. I they care might. about it. I get it was it. sentimental like, for him. Yeah. I used it. I mean, like, I would still use that. I mean, time you know? to throw that out. For eating my tiny bit of, of froyo, Kathy, yeah. I would put it in there. <laughs> let me go to let me go to Ryan. Hey, Ryan, you're on the air. Good morning. Hey, Snort Dorton. Hey, <laughs> Snort Dort. Snort Dort. <laughs> What's up, man? Hey, so, so I I made uh, I graduated in '98. Um, so I guess '96, '97 in pottery class, I made a coffee mug, and I made it with. Um, the uh, coating that you could drink out of it. So yeah, yeah. I, I kept it, used it on a weekly basis until, I guess, just uh, maybe six, eight months ago. I left it on the dash of my car while I was driving off, and the whole I just snapped the whole piece off of it, and the handle broke and everything. I just about wanted to cry. No, it is yeah. devastating. And you know what? I think you, you bring up a, a good point, Ryan. In fact, Preston, you could hyper-focus this whole conversation on bowls and mugs, things that, like, w- there was yeah. my favorite, and exactly to Ryan's point, uh, there was a, a mug that my wife had gotten on one uh, one of her trips. She brought it back to me. I remember the moment she gave it to me. It's a perfect coffee and tea mug, and I loved it. A- and the handle just broke off, and I was I was putting it up to make sure I was putting it up back in the in the cupboard the right way so that the handle wouldn't hit the door. <laughs> yeah. And as I turned it around, I knocked it uh. out and it broke on the counter. Ryan, have you considered using, like, that magic putty or whatever and, and putting a new, uh, you know, uh, handle on it? Because at least it's still usable. In fact, you could use nah, it. Okay. Uh, it's a, over. A good, chip, a good chip broke out of, oh. like, the, the top of the mug, too. So I, I glued it and kept it for keepsakes, put it down in the basement with a, another pottery thing I made. Okay. But... You know, it's not made, the so same. Much Thanks. More special. Yeah. Um, it's not the same. I had Steve. You're right about bowls and mugs because I had posted over the weekend just a picture of me. My wife bought me a Swedish chef mug. It says "Vert the Furk" on it, <laughs> uh, and I love it. It's, yeah, it's, it's now my favorite mug. Yeah. And so I took a picture of me drinking out of. I'm like, I'm like, I have a favorite mug. Do you? Right. Yeah. And loads of people. I mean, I got a ton of response in it. So I think are people are passionate about their favorite mug. But the longest time I had one that was animal from. Uh, uh, the uh, the Muppets, yeah. and that thing cracked in the dishwasher, oh. which is part of why I wanted to put this bowl away, because I love Why that is mug. it? Why? Because I'll, I'll tell you, and now it, so it's opened up a whole flood of memories. There is a mug I used to have, and Kathy, maybe you can commiserate with this. When you'd put hot tea and hot coffee in it, you could put your hand around 
through the handle yeah, 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 yeah. and hold the mug. <laughs> it kept, your, it hand kept your hand warm and hold it into yourself. <laughs> that handle broke. I'm like, oh, what am I going to do? That's your favorite mug? Your favorite one ever? Oh, well, this is my work mug. Yeah, but if you had to pick one. Oh, stop it. It's He's, the one with his picture on it. <laughs> is that your favorite? Casey's hurt because. This is the funniest mug. <laughs> okay. But my at-home comfort mug is the yeah. Vert the <laughs> Vert the Vert the Ferk. Um, from Swedish Chef uh, Marissa. Preston, I feel your pain over quarantine. I um, opened my dishwasher and my favorite wine glass had broken. Okay. Oh, man. Oh, now that no, it's is okay, a nightmare, guys. It was a Pringles can. <laughs> Let me share the story behind the wine glass. So I had been looking for like these little tiny, I call them like um, Italian restaurant, like short, they're like juice cups, but they're not exactly juice cups. And I found the perfect ones at this hotel I was staying at in Ireland. You stole it? And I stole four of them. And so now I only have three. And it's the saddest thing because, like, by, I don't know, Saturday night, I don't have any wine glasses left. And they're all because mm. I'm out of wine glasses. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, the end. I'm out of wine glasses. Feel your pain. Um, I don't know what to do. Hang on a second. I don't understand this. Let me go to Amanda. Hi, Amanda. Good morning. Hey, what's up, Amanda? <laughs> um, so, about two years ago, I bought my first brand new car, and um, it's a hatchback, and I took it to Home Depot because we were building um, a horseshoe pit. So, I had all of these big railroad ties, and I've got my car, and I'm, about three Home Depot people asked me if I needed help. And I'm like, no, 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 I got it. I got it. I'm fine. So, I go out to the parking lot, and one more person asked me, and I thought, you know what, you idiot. Here's somebody who's going to help you. Why are you denying help? So I said, all right, fine. I open up the hatch. The guy picks it up. The first board he goes to put into my car, he smashes it into my taillight. Oh. <laughs> there and you I go. And you can never now, that's, that's brand new. Again. Yeah, that's a little different. It's brand right, new. It's a key take. The thing that says next to Amanda's name, it says, had wood at Home Depot. I noticed that. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what is this all about? <laughs> Man, she was really excited. Uh, hang on. There was another one. Oh yeah. Hang on. Let me, let me go to, yeah. Joe. Hi, uh, Joe. Good morning. Hey, Gadzooks. Gadzooks, Joe. What's up, buddy? So, uh, me and my wife recently were going through, uh, all the baby clothes for my three-year-old daughter because we're having, uh, another one come November. Congratulations. Going through everything. Thank you. It's going up through everything. My wife goes, this, this, this all needs to be washed. This all can't go in the dryer. I said, Okay. So after forgetting about it, going hours through clothes, <laughs> I put all the stuff in the dryer, ruined everything she told me not to put oh, in the dryer. Oh, no. How much hell did you like, catch? <laughs> oh, um, like a crocheted uh, dress and stuff that my grandmother made. Like That's like now like a baby This is the last thing before I die. <laughs> my gift of love. I will live on through this crocheted dress. <laughs> yeah, it, was, it was like a pile of mush. In the the bottom of the dryer, like just a ball of yarn, basically. Oh no! Go put on grandma's mush. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it was bad. Uh, how much? I mean, you, you just—that's that's irreparable. I mean, you, you know. can't buy back. You can't buy memories back. Uh-uh. Yeah, I, I hid in the shed. <laughs> you hid in the shed. Yeah, I would have been right with you, man. Did you guys throw it away, or did she keep part of it as a keepsake? Yeah, uh, no, we tossed it. Oh, yeah. You should have just packed it away. Yeah, you should have cheated on it. Take care of it, honey. Yeah, and then when the, the, the new I baby I cheated com- on you. <laughs> when the new baby comes, you're like, I don't know what happened to those clothes. <laughs> hey, by the way, I I, uh, I put that uh, crochet thing in the dryer, and I'm cheating on you. <laughs> Which one you want to complain yeah, about? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, let me go to, let's have uh, Peter tell his story. Hey, Peter, good morning. Good morning. What's up, Pud? Hey, hey, Pud. <laughs> What's going on? Pud is a great word. Uh-huh. Uh, so in uh, 1998, I was partying with some of my classmates at Penn State, and I left their apartment to go get uh, some more green. And when <laughs> I returned, they had broken my favorite bong. <gasps> now, I, from what I understand, uh, uh, bongs are very um, personal. Like you, uh, they're, right? If they're, you get one you love, yeah. yeah. How long had you had it? Was, I've had it for years. It was it was a monster bong. I mean, <laughs> this thing was probably three feet tall, it was wow. glass, and it was pinched at the top, about six inches below the the inhaling part, so you could put ice cubes in it, so you got cold <laughs> bongs. Oh, right? Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> that sucks, Peter. Hey, Sorry. We had actually a similar, though it wasn't a keepsake, but someone had done this beautiful glass work. Do you remember the, the. Yeah. And sent over. I don't even know how that got broken. It was uh, a. Uh, one of our interns broke it. And, yeah. uh, and we, you know, it hadn't been used. It just looked really cool. It had our, our logo on it. It was a really. It was like a, a foot and a half tall bong. And we used <laughs> to have it in our. You know how you have your your office you bong. You work bongs. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and somebody broke it. I was really. Yeah. <laughs> I was not happy about that. Um, how about this? Let's go to, let me go to Michael. Hey, Michael, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, we're talking about uh, losing a keepsake out of stupidity. Oh, I have a, I have a doozy. Okay. The son is 20. When you're talking pre-DVR. Yeah. You're doing, when you do ultrasounds of your child, they used to put it on a VHS tape. Mm-hmm. So... We had a VHS tape of my son, and I wanted to keep it. It was a special tape. It was labeled. You know, my son, I'm not going to say his name. Yeah. My wife recorded it over it with Melrose Place. (laughs) (laughs) So the ultrasound on VHS, a keepsake you cannot replace, and it's been uh, Melrose Placed. Um, wow. Well, there's actually sage advice, though, if you, you know, make sure you make uh, and now it's less of a of a yes. of a risk factor Thanks, because Michael. you get a you get a file. You know? um, I have I have uh, the heartbeats of Parker, maybe Carter and Steve. What's interesting is I have them on an outdated audio format. They're on mini disc. Mini disc. Oh, wow. Now I'm sure I'll be able to find a place you could transfer that over to an audio format. I have format. Yeah. mini oh, disc do? players. Okay. I do. Unfortunately if if uh if recorded things are something that you've been hanging on to, there are loads <laughs> of uh transfer um places that will do those audio transfers for you. If you have old audio cassettes or video of any format you can send these away. They'll transfer them digitally and and get them. So they, they're loved, they're expensive, but you can do that. I loved mini disc format for yeah. the longest time. And it made my when I was doing radio production and and things like that. It was great. So I, I have a number of players. Uh, let's see. Let me go to Dave. Hi, Dave. Good morning. Hey, Vert to Perk. Yeah, <laughs> totally, man. Hey! Love that mug. What's up, Dave? Oh, new one. Sorry, too soon. Um, I just want to preface this story by saying I save everything. Um, 57 years old, I have all four hub, hubcaps from my first car. Wow. My attic is filled with everything. Okay. And and so when I was, um, like, in my 20s, I went and visited um, my house where I was uh, just had moved out. 
And I noticed that my parents didn't save pictures real well. They were just all over the place in boxes and all that. So in the attic, I went through all the pictures of me, and just selfishly, I guess, and put them in a box and put them aside. So it was all like from when I was a baby, when I was a kid growing up, everything that I did. And, um, and then the next time I went to the attic to see my dad, who doesn't save anything, tossed a lot of stuff out, including that box. So there are no pictures. There's one baby picture of me, and then there's no. The next picture, I'm in my 20s. Oh like, man, no, like Jesus. Yeah, that's dude, it. Dude, there's hardly any I'm pictures old. of Jesus. <laughs> Isn't that horrible? I don't exist. Yeah. I mean, maybe I deserve it. All of your developmental years, like Jesus, just don't exist. <laughs> there's one picture of Jesus on the back of a speedboat. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Love you guys. All, All right, man. Nice, yeah, Appreciate the it. pictures are a whole other realm too. Like, oh yeah. Ugh. Yeah, and, and and you know it would, it's a good idea to to chronicle those digitally. I, I that's something I eventually should do. Yeah, as you said, there are a number of services that'll do that for. Yeah. Or you can actually purchase a device if you want to go through the the process yourself. You can purchase a converter for your home. It's lengthy, but yeah, you can go through all that stuff. Uh, let me see here. We got to take a break here in a moment, but I'm going to go to a couple more calls if we can. I'm going to go to Brian. Hey, Brian. Good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. How are you? Good. What's good. up, man? Hey, so um, I was in the Navy at the time, was home on leave, uh, visiting my sister, and she told me she had my, my grandpa's World War II dog tags. Oh, uh-huh, wow. A very uh, cool thing to have for uh, my, my shadow board that I have at home. Uh, so she gave them to me. Uh, later, I had them kind of in my pocket all day. Went to a grocery store, took my keys out of my pocket to lock my car, and I heard tink, tink, splash. They went down a drain uh, in the parking lot. Did you, did you attempt to my... retrieve them? I looked down and there was just dark water down there. There was just no no chance at picking them up. They were so, gone. Brian was the water was flowing. It was moving. It was moving. Uh, yeah, enough and yeah. It's I think I'd those. take a shot at it. I so would I. I would have yeah. tried. I, don't know, I hate to say this, but you betrayed your grandfather. Oh, stop it. No, 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 no. No, listen, a lot of times in a drain like that, you don't know where it's putting out. There'd be no, I mean, you, you know, you could go, you could actually end up getting killed if you tried to, to yeah. do something. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm, I'm still afraid of the clown from it. So <laughs> man, you got to consider those damn clowns. Thanks, Brian. I appreciate it, man. Uh, yeah, that's that sucks. You know, he had mentioned uh, Brian had mentioned a shadow box. And yeah, I've done a couple of those. I'm going to continue to do more. That's part of why I'm saving some of this stuff because I think it'll it'll make for nice artwork eventually. You do collages and, and shadow boxes and stuff like. that. Do you that. do them yourselves, or do you pay someone to do them? I do them myself. I, yeah. I have paid to get them done, like some bigger ones. Yeah, uh, but I've. Um, do you nail the balls right on them? Uh, nail the balls. <laughs> the balls. Oh, the balls. <laughs> you nail your balls. But uh, no, but I, I've done some myself, and and uh, I think I will continue to do it that way. In fact, I've saved a lot of radio stuff, like all of the the laminates uh, from MMRBQs and the um, uh, cardboard classic, right. and all these events that we do. I save all those. I'm eventually, I'm going to put those into a collage of some type. Uh, same That's thing with awesome. like T-shirts and things along those lines. Marissa making... did all that too, right? She's got basically every single ticket stuff from any event she's ever been to. Oh, that's all. Yeah, that's right. We saw you showed us some pictures, right? Hang on. Go ahead. I may have brought them in. I also have the laminates to press, and I saw one that was a uh, a friend of ours in radio had done one, and it was probably eight foot tall with all of her laminates in it. But Ooh. it was so cool. That's very cool. So I want to do that. Um, all right, one more. Uh, Mike's been on hold for a while, so let me go to him. Hey, Mike, what's up, bud? Hey, Bert to Bert. 
<laughs> There's the new <laughs> phrase. <laughs> We're treading the line. What's up, Mike? Hi. Uh, so I, I was about seven, eight years old. Um, my grandfather, he, you know, made like model planes. I'm talking like the big ones that you could put a motor in and would actually fly. They're made of like the balsa wood and stuff. Oh, sure. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. The RC. Yeah. So he, he passes away about January 96. And I had this space next to my bed between my bed and the window. It's about three feet wide and the plane fit in there. I wanted to keep it close to me and, you know, being an idiot, I woke up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom. I put my foot straight through this plane. Oh, and oh man. My dad had to throw it away. There was just no saving it. No kidding. There's no repair work that could have been done on that. No. And, I, you know, I was, I've been, you know, tall all my life. So I had about a size 13 foot at that time. Then I put it right through it. Damn. And you were just a kid? You were like seven or eight years old? With a 13 yeah, foot? Um, yeah, yeah. Well, that, only seven years old. That sucks. And, and for the parent, for your dad, I'm sure he was angry with you, but you're only seven yeah. or eight years old, you know, so. And he had told me, he said, put this up. Don't put it there. Don't put it there. I'm like, oh. no, I want it here. And, and boom, right. I would have said, I'm going to hang on, and in yeah. 10 years, I'm going to beat your ass. Right, yeah, I can't right. do it right now. <laughs> I'm going to open hand hit you now. We're gonna, yeah, yeah, we're yeah. going to throw down in 10 years. <laughs> and maybe 11 when you're 18, but <laughs> right. wow, that sucks. <laughs> yeah, it's it, when you lose something, thanks for the call, by the way. When you lose something that is sentimental, has that value, it just it stings. And I was, I was, it, it ruined my day. It ruined the of rest course. of that day when I broke my little Bob the Builder Bowl. <laughs> But I have loads of other things that I have kept, so it's not like that was the one thing. But that was the bowl that lasted the longest. That was the last one. Is there a second in line? Still used it. I I have yeah. I have a Thomas the Tank Engine. Don't move it. (laughs) Yeah, right. Don't move it. I have a small Thomas the Tank Engine plate. (laughs) Okay. Um, If you break that one, you're going to be so cross. uh, (laughs) Yes, uh, just like Percy. Yeah, cross. (laughs) All right. Anyhow, we're, thank you for the calls. I appreciate it. I do feel a little bit better. We're going to take a break, come back in a second, and we'll get into the bizarre file. So stay with us. Hey, gang, it's safe to say we've never seen anything quite like 2020. Challenging, uncertain, unprecedented. Go ahead. Pick an adjective, any adjective. We'll wait. We've been through a lot, probably with more to come, but we've stuck together like Philly always does. It's pretty easy to feel helpless, but there are a few things we can do. Like social distancing, avoiding large crowds, and wearing a mask when you're out in public. It might seem like a pain, but it's nothing compared to what some people are dealing with. So let's do the things we can do while we have to, and we'll get this great city and great country back to normal. A message from your friends at 93.3 WMMR. Putting Philly first. I want to remind you guys uh, through WMMR.com, there is a big freaking deal, which you need to check every week because there's always some great um, deals for you, which is what that's all about. Right now, you can get two tickets to the Crayola Experience for just $23. Nice. Uh, it's in Easton, PA, and it's uh, 65,000 square Whoa. feet of one-of-a-kind family fun attractions. You can explore art and technology with dozens of hands-on activities. So... Take a look at the deal. It's only through Sunday, and you just go to WMMR.com. If you go on the website, just use the keyword deal, 
and you will find that out. But it's while supplies last. So two tickets to the Crayola Experience for twenty three dollars. I want to go. Usually the uh, the the big friggin' deal is like half price or better. Yes, on most things. And don't so, don't let them get by you because there's yeah. some great stuff. Yep, exactly. All right, B file time. Now, Bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, Bizarre File. Brought to you by Cinch, a propane tank home delivery service that brings propane right to your doorstep. You can place your order at cinch.com. A woman was charged with public intoxication after being spotted chewing on a miniature horse's mane, claiming that it was candy. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. It must have been a unicorn. Because unicorns have Twizzlers for hair. Yes. Cynthia Teepley was spotted at home last (laughs) month. Oh, look. Chocolate came out its butt. And... (laughs) Deeply was seen shirtless, eating grass and dirt from the horse enclosure Mm -hmm. and chewing on the horse's mane near his head. And she told the deputy that the horse's hair is made of Laffy Taffy and Airhead candy. Wow. Mm -hmm. Someone's doing meth. Uh, Well, the deputy said uh, she didn't know where she was and admitted to taking meth the day before. (laughs) There we go. (laughs) Deeple was uh, taken into custody after that particular incident. Wow. A doctor in the U.K. was feeling queasy after he extracted 16 years' worth of earwax from a man who hadn't cleaned his ears in almost two decades. Oh, my God. Is there a video of this? Uh, I saw photos of the said wax. So what what did it look like? It's it's like it's black. Oh, my God. It's disgusting. A news clip of the stomach-churning excavation has since gone viral online. And according to Dr. Neil uh, Rithava... He said it was comfortably the largest haul of earwax and dead skin I've ever removed from a single ear. So did he gain... He must have gotten a massive increase in his hearing capability. Probably. By the way, Dr. Uh, Rithava is known as the wax whisperer. So like a pimple popper. For his renowned abilities to remove the buildup from people's ears. Uh, The unnamed patient had visited Rithava's uh, audiology practice... After suffering from severe ear pain, vertigo, and disequilibrium for several weeks, he had previously undergone a radical uh, mastoidectomy, which is where part of an ear, part of an area of his skull behind his ear was removed due to infection. But he, but had neglected to properly clean the orifice for a decade oh. after this surgery. Oh my God! And a decade and a half afterwards, as a result, his auditory canal had become a rest repository of gooey and black wax that had amassed there for almost 20 years. So it must have stunk. I would think so. Uh, Ritheva had said that it was necessary to remove the whole ball of wax. In the video shot from inside the patient's ear... How did they the, get a crew in there? I think they use a oh. special camera. Uh, specialists can be seen exhuming dunes of dead skin and... Ceramine, uh, which I'm not sure what that is, for over five minutes. They're like angels. The entire procedure took around an hour, approximately six times longer than normal. And while the wax uh, sectomy uh, was ultimately oh. successful, it was a very difficult and complex case, he said. Uh, this isn't the first time the wax whisperers had to remove mammoth amounts of earwax. In 2018, he operated on a woman with a chunk so big that it prevented her from wearing a hearing aid. Uh, so this is what the man does. Messed That's up. disgusting. A Saskatchewan man faces rare charges under National Parks wildlife regulations and potential fines up to $125,000 after allegedly using a slingshot to hurl projectiles at a cougar in Banff National Park. At a cougar? Yes. 
And why what the hell was that? Why? Something just hit my ass. Okay. <laughs> Made me drop my Paul Malls. Uh, an eyewitness provided key evidence, a number of photos at Warden's. Where are the young men at? Warden's used to build the case. Using a vehicle description and photos provided by the public, uh, Park Warden's located the vehicle. Arrested. Ow, I just got hit with something. And arrested <laughs> the individuals within. A 40-year-old man has been charged with two offenses under National Parks Wildlife Regulations, disturbing an animal in a national park and possession of a loaded firearm outside of a vehicle in a national park. Animal maybe in the sack. Uh, these charges are rarely laid, but sometimes yeah. she is. <laughs> uh, Parks Canada... That's the plan, sugar. ...said that under the regulations, a slingshot is considered a firearm, and the charges carry a maximum penalty of $25,000 and $100,000. You know when you were a kid and you had, like, the Whammo wrist rocket? Yeah, yeah. Those suckers, oh, you, you could do yeah, damage. Yeah, big time. You could really hurt somebody with that. First responders have taken a man to Tampa General Hospital after being reportedly struck by lightning while on a personal watercraft. So he's out on a jet ski wow. and struck by lightning. What are the odds? Uh, the incident happened at the Davis Island Yacht Club. Fire rescue officials say that they're not sure <clears throat> if the man or the watercraft was hit by the lightning strike. When uh, paramedics arrived, the patient was out of the water and being tended to by bystanders. I've been uh, out on the water, and I've seen a lightning strike into the water. It's okay. pretty awesome. Wow, that's got to be. Uh, his condition is unknown. Uh, we'll do one more story, and then we will wrap it up. Uh, let's end with this one. A former prosecutor is under arrest again on a public indecency charge. Is <laughs> a, a prosecutor. Scott uh, Blavelt is accused of driving naked on Interstate 275. Yes, in, my uh, name is Scott Blavelt. Uh, Cincinnati, and exposing himself to a woman. Look at my penis. The female victim said she felt like she was being followed on the highway. Police wrote in his criminal. The police wrote in their criminal complaint. Uh, Blavelt was booked into the county jail Monday night and is set to appear before Judge Tuesday. He was fired from his former job <laughs> after he was caught walking around the government building naked huh. in October 2006, and he also pleaded guilty in 2019 to a public indecency charge. How did he get the job in the first place, or was there a deterioration while he was on the job? I, I think that may have been what happened is after he So what are your hobbies? Well, I like to walk around naked and show people my penis. And there you go. That is what I have in the Bizarre File for you. Let's take a break. Coming up in a little while, some guest Caitlin Bristow is going to be on Dancing with the Stars. She was on The Bachelorette, or she was The Bachelorette. Yeah, she, wow. she was yeah. the bachelorette. There's only one woman on the bachelorette. Yeah, that's it. Uh, and drummer Lay, uh, Ray Luzier, who uh, played with Korn and David Lee Roth and so on, as part of this Neil Peart tribute that's taking place on Saturday. So we're going to talk to him as well. Back in just a moment. Stay with us. Stream WMMR anywhere you have an internet connection. Check out the mobile app or go to WMMR.com. You'll figure it out from there. Steven Singer Jewelers has fast, free, and safe shipping. Whether celebrating life or celebrating love, Steven Singer is there for you. I hate Stevensinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. As I look for things to uh, bring up as far as topics go, sometimes uh, we get uh, clusters of similar stories, and lately it's been food. So. It has. Oh. Yeah, so I think we need to... Um, it's time for the connoisseur. The food stories keep piling up, and we need to get to them. First serving is up now. Step right up. All right, thank you. I like the bell. I love it. Uh, we'll start with this. Buffalo Wild Wings has added four new sauces to the menu. Oh, yeah? Yes. Uh, so California, or no, I'm sorry, Carolina Reaper sauce. Oh, 
As in Grim Reaper? Uh, as in the world's hottest pepper. Yeah. Blended with hot sauce, vinegar, and a hint of red bell pepper and onion. I had a very weak moment of wing craving, boneless mm. wings, which is what we've determined is just chicken fingers or chicken tenders, yeah, right. right? Yes. <laughs> but, yeah, man. Oh, and let me come clean because someone had, had uh, sent me information. I had told you guys that wing is dark meat. Mm-hmm. Technically, it is not. Technically, oh. it is it is a, uh, a white meat, um, but it has a darker color to it, I think, because the wing... The, the the dark meat muscles get worked more, so right. that's why the thighs and legs oh, empty are, the tank. Are dark, yeah. and and the the wing is a, a little bit more dark in. Tell me, want wingy in color? So, but it technically it's it's a, it's white meat. So, <laughs> um, does uh, Taco Bell have wings now? Because I saw on uh, Hard Knocks, it's at uh, NFL football show on HBO. Mm-hmm. Jalen Ramsey was talking about how Taco Bell has wings now. I wasn't uh, sure I, if you guys I, had to heard me, that. I. I know they've taken forays into non... Maybe it's by market, you know? Like it a, might be my market. Now, why would yeah. he lie about that? Why? I mean, yeah, I mean, what does he have to get? Yeah. yeah. Get out of that? I mean, honestly, he just signed a huge contract, so it's not like... He's, he's endorsing he's Taco Bell croissants. <laughs> when you go to Buffalo Wild Wings, uh, it can get a little overwhelming with the number of temperature choices. Yeah. Yes. You know, because it's, I don't know. And so, so for me, and yeah, I, flavors too, yeah. I'm a pussy when it comes to, uh, I, I, well, it ruins the meal for me. I like it does. Too. So, so if you go to Buffalo Wild Wings, what, what would be the, um, whatever, like the first three, the first three are my safe zone. Yeah. All right. And, and they're, they're really good. Like there's one in, um, there's one near the, uh, Oaks Expo Center. All yeah. right. Uh, and so I've been to that one a few times and, and that's nice. I like it. You can go watch a, you know, a sporting event or whatever, but, um, yeah, there's just, it's a bit overwhelming in the menu choices. The garlicky one is pretty good. Is it? Yeah. All right. What's the show? I think it's on True TV where uh, they they sit there and the guy interviews oh, yeah. somebody and they eat these <laughs> increasingly hotter hot sauces. I know the one you talk. I don't know what show it is. Paul but... Rudd's been on it and uh, and he, they've had a lot of pretty notable celebrities on. Yeah, it and it's funny. They had... I can't. I, I it would. Oh, I wouldn't do it. it, it would you kill me? It would ruin my day. Absolutely. Uh, I saw. St- Stone Cold Steve Austin on one, and he didn't he didn't budge. And he was admitting that he was his mouth was burning, but he was he's a man. He wasn't ah, you know, like most people do. We but had an now. intern who could eat any of that stuff. Eat eat a pepper that was super hot, the way you would eat an apple, yeah. with absolutely no problem. Because that is it, capsaicin is that what that stuff I is called? I think that's it. Yeah, um, capsaicin. I think capsaicin. Yeah. yeah, there are some people it that don't react to it, mm-hmm. and and she was, she was one, one of them, them. and yeah. could could take habaneros. Raw, yeah, and just pop in mouth. And we were sweating like there were nothing. <laughs> we were watching her sweat. You remember that? It was, yeah. it, 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 we couldn't watch it. Yeah. Uh, well, wait a second. There's a ones. show where they just eat yes. Hot, what's it called? Hot ones. Hot ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's an interview show, and the the premise is it's uh you know it's like comedians in cars getting coffee where they're driving around in a car. This is they sit around and they eat wings. But um, it brings out progressively hotter yeah, sauce, and yeah. it changes the dynamic throughout the course of the interview because okay. it, they get hotter and hotter. Yeah, and it's funny as they're trying to tell you about their latest project, and they're salivating, okay. and, and they're right. just they can't see. So it's it's an interesting. So concept. it's not a joke that gets old. Uh, uh, not really. I've never really spent time with it, so I don't know. Well, it. Um, the joke doesn't get old because the interview subjects change from okay. yes. from topic to topic. Yeah. All right. So that's one of the sauces. The other one is a lemon pepper sauce. Well, I like lemon pepper when yeah. it comes on a, on a rotisserie chicken. I yep. do like the lemon pepper. Uh, orange chicken sauce. That sounds good to me. I, I like. I do like an orange. Like you can have. A, there's some uh, Chinese restaurants that have an orange oh, yeah. pepper chicken. That's that true. Really good. Okay. Uh, and this has. Uh, yeah. This also has orange citrus flavor with a hint of cayenne pepper and soy. And finally, pizza sauce. Garlic parmesan sauce dusted with tomato powder and basil. Mm. I, uh, my, I uh, honestly, plain is fine. And also, I like the buffalo sauce. 
Okay. Yeah, those those are the home runs for me. But these are dipping sauces. So right. Even if you get buffalo, you can dip uh, it in blue cheese. Oh, that's true. You can dip okay. It in ranch All and right. So on, so, it's yeah. weird because I actually prefer my wings to be a little bit smaller. I don't like those giant, chunky wings. I don't. Um. I'm. I'm get really weirded out by it, and I also need it to be like. Kind of like overcooked. Those wings are kind of chunky. <laughs> kind of overcooked. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I can. I get um, a little bit grossed out after I, I eat a couple of wings. Yeah, no, you don't like the bones. I know that's uh, part of it. You're uh, with me in the boneless camp. Yeah, yeah. No, but I don't. I don't go boneless wings. I either go regular wings or. Do you have a separate bowl of bones and a separate bowl of wings? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh... Like they do on the Flintstones, just eating bones. No, no, but I did. Um, I I went out to dinner with, uh, in, in when I was in college with my buddy, and it was me and him and his mom, and he got wings as an appetizer, and he ate whatever he ate, and then his mom cleaned the bone, like whatever he ate, she would take it the scraps. <laughs> I mean, it was, it was like it was um, eaten by like termites. I mean, it was just wow. like to the bone, bit of, every single bit of it. That would be a little unnerving, meat. I think, if, if, if mom set to task on cleaning the, my chicken bones. Dennis um, had a friend in college that used to, they would all order wings and he wouldn't get it, he wouldn't go in on it and he would just take their scraps no. and whatever they had left. He would eat <laughs> of off his the friends? Bone, eat of his roommates. That he oh was my God. Awful, right? Yes. That's, that's, like, that's college though, man. Yeah, I, was That's that like a, going halves, he's on a flashlight. Yeah. <laughs> that wasn't Skibignos, was worse? it? <laughs> No, Case, it wasn't. He would get his own wings. It's funny how wings are one of those things that people uh, take a very, um, they get invested in personally as far as their favorite goes, and they defend it, and they will proclaim these to be the greatest, and that they stand by it and are very, very passionate about chicken wings and bars that have them boast about that as well. It's one of those things. It's a, it's a badge of honor if you can yeah. take like the, the real, the, the murder level sauce. And to me, I, I I really do love the taste of them. I can, you know, I can eat a lot of them. Uh, but uh, the, if the sauce is too hot, and uh, to me, the taste goes right out the window and it becomes torturous. I haven't been there in a long time because it's a beer bar, but there's a place in media called Quotations. I mean, I've never had a wing, anything like their wings. They're, they were the best. I actually, um, what's it? Uh, Rosario's, the restaurant that I used to work at that I got fired from, they had the best wings. But, uh, dude, like all the chefs that worked there, they're, they all died. I'm having a brain. Really? Yes. Why? What? Are you- uh, dude, too many wings. <laughs> no, no, no. The one guy. A boulder I, ran over the place. Dude was in great shape. I mean, he just went to sleep and never woke up. But, like, so the <laughs> recipe died with them. Oh, okay. I was. Yeah. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Okay. I was wondering where this is yeah, going. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was like more and then like a, a nun with a club foot yeah. came in. <laughs> um, and then, <laughs> all right. Uh, so anyhow, they have four new uh, sauces. So heads up. All right, let me see what else I got here for you. Four from the connoisseur. Yeah. And we're going to stay with uh, kind of, you know, it's funny because I'm the connoisseur and I usually talk about fast food. Well, it's not connoisseur I at know. all. Well, uh, but some Arby's locations, and I do love me some Arby's, uh, have been selling meat by the pound. What? Like like a delicatessen? It's been happening, yeah, nine locations near the Atlanta area. And those at those locations, they are offering bulk slices of roast turkey, ham, and corned beef. Well, their their slogan is, we've got the meat. Which also chose, uh, which Arby's chose based on customer survey. Huh. Uh, if you're near one of those locations, you can get a half pound of any of the meats listed for four ninety nine, <laughs> or a full pound uh, for eight ninety nine through the end of September. Mm-hmm. Their their deli well their sandwiches are really good. They're great. Yeah, yeah, especially for fast food for quick 
you want to get something, but it's uh, it's kind of a notch above uh, your other options. They've got they've got great sandwiches. But I'm sorry, did you say roast beef was part of that option, or was it only the turkey and the ham? It was uh, turkey, ham, and corned beef. Yeah, I guess maybe the um, mm-hmm. the roast beef is not. I love their roast beef. Up for grabs. Uh, the brand says that this is part of a test, and they're using the results to determine if and when this program could be. Scaled to additional markets. It's like you were talking about, Nick, that it's like a test market for yeah. now. Correct me if I'm wrong, but the Arby's roast beef is cut thinner than the Roy Rogers. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. I think I preferred Arby's roast beef. Sandwich. By the way, I saw a Roy Rogers. What? Not that long was ago. Was it on the turnpike? No, it was in New Jersey near a town called Bayville. Rochelle and I were looking at, at oh, shore yeah. locations, and we hadn't been in that direction yet. It's kind of towards Seaside Heights. And so we're driving along. I'm like, son of a bitch. The whole town looked like it <laughs> was still existing from when Roy Rogers there was, was a heck, It was right next game. to a Heckinger's. Yeah, yeah, right. Anytime. Yeah. Yeah. It, was Johnson. it was also in black and white. Uh, <laughs> anytime we mention Roy Rogers, we get the list of like the five locations where there are. And, but there are a few in New Jersey. And I think there are some on uh, Jersey Turnpike rest stops as well. Okay, I used right. to that used to be my savior because I really do like the Roy Rogers uh, burgers and fried chicken. Yeah, yeah, and fried chicken. Of all the fast food sauces that exist, I think the Arby's, horsey sauce. Uh, no, Arby's sauce is the best. Okay, no mm. doubt. Mm. I mean, it's good. Yeah, I, I can't. I can't get on board with the best sauce out there. All right. Well, oh, man, now, now you need to. Oh, I know. Okay, Chick Fil A sauce. Yeah, I'm with you. I was going to yeah. say that, but. Kathy has a glass of it right now. <laughs> Drinks it every morning. <laughs> All right. What else I have here for you? Oh, How about uh, let's talk uh, birthday cakes. A Boca Raton-based dentist has created what he calls the Top It Cake Shield. What? It is made oh. from Food and Drug Administration approved recycled polystyrene and allows candles to be placed on top of it to be blown on top of the box to be oh. blown out all while keeping the cake free of all germs right. from birthday uh the birthday celebrant Kathy would do this even if it wasn't covid I, right yes i would well we just had a birthday jace just had had a birthday and i didn't even think of it in, until afterwards and i'm like Oh no! Like, what do we do here? So I kind of had like I got a cupcake, and he <laughs> blew out the candle on the cupcake. Okay. And I cut out the cake. You know, okay. cut out the cake. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Here, blow this. Uh, it comes in three different sizes, and each comes inside in in sides that overlay and snap together, uh, sealing the cake inside without ruining it. And it's uh, what one hundred and ten dollars. Uh, oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> right. Uh, it's important to note. It says the CDC says that foodborne exposure to the virus is not known to be a route of transmission. So attending a party with other humans might be more dangerous than actually eating the cake if proper precautions are not taken. Mm. It also has uh, chicken wing holders around the uh, outside breast. You know awesome. what? My uh, my youngest son Carter uh, does. N- now here's the funny thing. He likes cake. He likes ice cream. He does not like ice cream cake. Me neither. I'm with really? him. I'm not with even, him. I've never liked ice cream cake ever. Not and even like Cold Stone, which is a different than a Carvel ice cream cake? No, thank okay. you. I There's something about it that he, he's like, he, his, his reasoning is, it's just wrong. It's yeah, just I, wrong. I'm with him. Really? Right. Yes, yes. Okay. There, there's a reason for it. <laughs> So you want ice cream? Have ice cream. Yeah, but you know what? You know what I what I'm fine with? What? <laughs> is a piece of cake and a scoop of ice cream. Right. Right. Cake. Well, yeah. And, yeah. And so is so is Carter. But but, but it, 
But the, but an the, ice cream cake is not the that. creation that it is. Yes. It's an ice cream cake. No, it's not. It's ice cream. It's yeah. not a cake. So that's his reason. Yeah. For and he, and he's, yeah. he's right. Yeah. It, it, so there, there is that element. It's like the sloppy Joe to me is just, you know, my dad tried to reason with me. I told you years ago, it's just a hamburger that has a ketchup in it. Really, Dan? Yeah. Then why do they call it a sloppy <laughs> Joe? Uh, well, the Cold Stone cake is more of an ice cream cake then. Is there actual the, cake in it? Yeah, there's actual cake in it. Yeah. All right. Well, then um, there's there's a, then there's a the line is a little bit more blurred there. By I, the way, the topic. Shield is it's not expensive. I mean, if you can keep it and and reuse it, it's only the rectangular one is fifteen dollars. Same for round, and then they have like a single slice one for five bucks. Okay, okay. I yeah, my, I you might as well invest in that. Uh, I'm I'm upset that there are no more Carvel stores. You can get Carvel cakes in your supermarket, but. There are um, no more Carville stores where you can purchase a cake? Mm, oh, are you there sure? Might be, there might be one in, like, Burlington County, New Jersey or something By the way, Dairy Queen and uh, and Brewster's, they all have uh, yeah. ice cream cakes. Come I on, know. man. Well, so here's the deal. My, my And I never realized that you could do this until I started dating my wife. But you can, if you go to a Carville store, you can get, ex- like, separate extra cookie crumbles. Yeah. They have chocolate, and then they also have vanilla cookie crumbles as well. It took like, a good woman to show you that. It re- well, it took her whole family. <laughs> She's got a wonderful, wonderful family. But, like, and so that was introduced to me, and, uh, like, I don't ever want it to go away. And it's it's gone. Don't ever go. Really? Yeah. Well, I mean, listen, we're looking at Carvel stores here in the studio. Yeah. I'm not going to drive to Reading or Bethlehem for... Uh, Vanilla like, cookie crumbles. Just won't do it. I'm just not going to do You're it. You're not that I'm kind of man. You call yourself a fan? By the way, I, I love do. the the videos that you see pop up. Sometimes they're TikTok videos or uh, even on, on other social media of um, these people that create these ice cream cake hybrid type things. You've seen some of these videos where they'll show them taking the... Uh, you know, the layer of cake and putting ice cream that's kind of tempered and moldable. And then yes. they'll put it in a mold and stick it in the freezer and get it out later on and then decorate it and all that. I'm it's like, amazing. Oh, it's man, too much work, though. It looks fantastic. But, yeah, yeah it is a yeah. lot of work. Uh, but anyhow, uh, they have a shield if you want uh, to get it. And uh, like Kathy was saying, it's not that expensive, but it's called the Top It Cake Shield. I like the idea of the cupcake. Separate cupcake for the birthday person and blow the candle out and you're good there. Yeah. All right, what else do we have here? Uh, Connoisseur of Life. Little Debbie. Ah, uh, yeah. Did you like Little Debbie's? Uh, some Little Debbie's I some did. Some of them I yeah, liked, yeah. yeah. Wasn't I, a fan of everything. I don't think I'd like them now. I did like the oatmeal cream pies. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> pies. Uh, Little Debbie has teamed up with Kellogg's to create an oatmeal pie, uh, oatmeal cream pie cereal. Uh, the pie treats are turning 60. And the cereal was uh, created in celebration. I mean, Are they technically whoopie pies? I don't know, but stop turning everything into cereal. I know. They have been, that's been yeah. a thing as of late. Have you ever had ice cream cereal? <laughs> ice cream cake cereal. <laughs> ice cream cake cereal is great. Uh, the cereal consists of crispy oatmeal puffs with a creme coating. Uh, what's what's little uh, little Debbie's story? Was there an actual little Debbie? Nick, would you mind? I'm oh. curious about that. <laughs> so the little Debbie, these uh, oatmeal cream pies, was uh, one of those snacks that my mom didn't buy. So when the kids at school <laughs> had it, I'd be like, "Oh man, can you bring me one next next week?" <laughs> uh, what about the Star Crunch? That was little Debbie too, right? I'm not sure. Uh, so we had we had white and shaped like a star. No, oh. no, it's chocolate and it's almost like a, well, it's chewy uh, on the inside, like caramel chewy stuff, but right. uh, basically like Nestle Crunch around the. We were more Entermans, top. Drakes, Freehoffers. Yeah, um, you had to be Entermans if you grew here. up where you grew yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And and uh, but here too, like at Endemans, there were a couple outlets, and uh, so you could get them. And by the way, Steve, yeah, there was a little Debbie. Uh, she was the four-year-old grandchild of the company founders O.D. and Ruth McKee. Okay, and uh, they used her image, and then uh, they sort of developed it from there. Uh, Nick has pulled up their list of uh, popular products. So yeah, yeah, the oatmeal cream pie. Uh, you had the 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 brownie. The brownie was uh, okay. Is okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't a real brownie, but it uh. it could kind of do it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Swiss cake roll. I remember those. I yeah, did. Yeah, I did yeah. like those. Those were good. Yeah. That's like the ho ho, right? The ho. Uh, yeah. 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 Okay. yeah. A lot like that. There are so the many filthy ho. They were exactly the same by yeah. different companies. Great filthy ho. Yeah. And then you had the the zebra cake. Funny uh, bones. So there were uh, funny bones. Funny bones. That was a Drake cake, right? Yes. Drake? Funny yeah. bones. It was uh, peanut butter. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. I don't Preston, look up I didn't here. have many Drake. I didn't grow up with Drake products. Yeah. That is the Star oh, Crunch. Do you remember that? I do. I don't think I ever had one of those, Case. Oh, we got um, to change that. Yeah, those look... Uh, right now. Pretty tasty. So you it think- had like... Um, like I guess what they call puffed rice in, in the... Uh, the like a Rice Krispie treat, yeah, which like I that. love. I used to like those. I can't stand them now. You know what I, I don't use- like? Marshmallows. Rice Krispie mm-hmm. treats, really? Yeah, yeah. The cocoa. Uh, did you ever have the cocoa Krispie treats? Yeah, no, now that's good. good. Yeah. That's that's taking it up a notch. Now, now you're talking. Yeah, well, now they do like all types of cereal type uh, treats. You can call them Rice Krispie treats, but they'll do like Honey Nut Cheerio Krispie treats. And, right. Yeah. Yep. I've seen those. All right. Uh, what else here? Let's. Or for the connoisseur, are we staying with the sweet stuff? No, or are let's we going savory. No, let's go. Uh, let's go in a different direction. Actually, this has to do with food allergies. Okay. Okay. So Nestle connoisseur ha- gets serious. Yeah, so I'm going to be serious for a moment. <laughs> uh, Nestle agreed to buy um, Immune Therapeutics Incorporated. Oh. And immune is spelled A I M M U N E. Right. So it's not immune. Uh, anyway, they're buying it for $2.6 billion. Wow. Adding a promising peanut allergy treatment to its portfolio of coffee, snacks, and water. So, okay, so this could uh, a product line that could be edible for people with peanut allergies? Yeah, yeah. And by the way, I'd like to stress, and I always like to do this anytime peanut allergies are brought up, because sometimes people use uh, the peanut allergy as a... Uh, uh, is an example of the pussification of America right, and so yeah. on like this. Oh, it's got peanuts and whatever. That is like poison to some people. Right. I mean, flat out yep. kill you poison. So let's keep this in mind. So this could be huge for people. Uh, the Swiss owner of Nespresso Ooh, will that's pay... That's the George Clooney uh, company. Uh, $34.50 a share for the U.S. biotech firm, almost triple its last closing price. Immune makes a therapy to help reduce allergic reactions to peanuts in children and teens by exposing them to tiny doses over time. We've heard right. of that type of Which thing works, before. apparently. Uh, the deal is Nestle's biggest push yet into health science. Uh, Chief Executive Officer Mark Schneider has stoked Nestle's interest in the field uh, while shedding slower-growing businesses in areas such as bottled water and sweets. Uh, Immune's treatment, called palforzia, exposes patients to small doses of peanut protein and won approval from the U.S. Food and Drug Administration in February. Analysts estimate its revenue may uh, exceed $1 billion in 2025. Uh, including a 26% stake that Nestle's health science arm already holds in Amune. The deal's enterprise value is $2.6 billion, according to Nestle. That's crazy. But uh, in the long run, they can make that money back and then some. Yeah. And then more people can eat peanut butter products. Absolutely. And, uh, and maybe huge. they can uh, make some money off of that. But they are, 
Yeah, they're they're investing into uh, that. Which interesting. Is very interesting. That's what I thought, too. All right, let's circle around to another thing. Casey, you had mentioned Taco Bell. Yes. So the pandemic has inspired Taco Bell to find new ways to provide their uh, for their fans during our pandemic age. And as a result, the company has a new restaurant concept in the works that reimagines how we use drive through I, I saw the design. Uh, it's it's actually pretty cool. I think you would dig it. It's called Go Mobile, and it includes two drive through lanes and smart kitchen technology. But the space itself will be much smaller than a traditional Taco Bell restaurant, as the point is for these types of locations to be drive through only. <laughs> uh, of these two drive through lanes, one will be used for people who ordered online ahead of time. And there will also be an option for curbside pickup as well as bellhop employees with tablets that expedite the ordering process for those placing their orders on site. Like Sonic Your tacos, sir. Yes, yeah. exactly. And you're going to see a lot, Nick, of the business model just because but even like post-pandemic, a lot of people have really um, gotten turned on to apps and, and yeah. pre-ordering and pickup and yeah. curbside. And they're enjoying this. And they're saying this is more than likely going to be a carryover yeah. even when things start to open up. Yeah. Agreed. Um, the Taco Bell over here, uh, they have a, uh, obviously a dry, a dry cleaner, uh, but they, <laughs> that's it, like the next step. Uh, they turned a, um, the door into a pickup window now. Oh, there you go. So I guess you can walk up. I'm not really sure exactly they, how that works. Did they literally change the, the makeup of the door? Is the door like a, like no, a door? Like, just like a window like a split now. door. Yeah. Interesting. Steve, um, and they'll martinize your burrito. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Man, this burrito is really nice. <laughs> but I know that the, the McDonald's that uh, we go to down the shore, they don't allow you to... You have to be in a motorized vehicle to be able to go through the drive-thru, which right. kind of sucks. Uh, for you know, people that aren't in a car. And Wasn't there a story about a guy going up to the drive-through with in a ho- on a horse? Yeah, that was a little while back. Right, I think yeah. that was in uh, in England. Did they allow it or not? Casey, w- no, they did allow uh-huh. it. Uh, would they allow your little electric scooter? Uh, n- all right, uh, my Vespa, yes, but no, the, but the, the mean, little electric scooter. scooter, probably not. They wouldn't let my friend mm. go up in his bike. Oh, well, wow, you know what? Really? I think mm-hmm. part of the reason might be that when when you go up to when you pull up to the speaker, mm-hmm. um, they, there's a there's something magnetic. I think that detects a large vehicle. There, it's not by weight; it yeah. detects all that metal. Really, so it might not be enough to trigger that. Well, that's they, what I thought. So they had a camera. They knew he was on a bike, and they said, "No, we can't do it." There's like a liability oh, okay. issue, which to me. Like, I I get it, but at the same time, if you pulled up in a tiny little motorcycle... It... Well, maybe someone can explain that, yeah. why 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 that would be any different, especially if you're at a shore town mm-hmm. where a lot of people are I... using more uh, or, or less common forms of transportation. But if, also, if, if the dining room is closed because of a pandemic, can you sort of make certain considerations? I yeah. don't know. There's, there's a risk assessment involved yeah, sure, and stuff sure, like sure. that, so chances are... Yeah, uh, you you could get hurt on a motorcycle, maybe less so than on a bicycle. Yeah, if a car were to accidentally, they know, won't bump serve into a, a fuel so. truck that's on fire right. if you're in a drive-through. Well, which is I, crazy. I can, I can I can understand right. that though. Yeah, but um, but this guy was um, he had basically sacked out. He was uh, he was completely depleted and just <laughs> needed food. Yeah, and so he was so bummed out. This is not me. I'm not talking. <laughs> this is not me. Uh, so, you know, he ended up just going I know to a the, friend. I have a friend. I, I, I have, have a, a friend, friend whose name is Facey Coster. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he was pleasuring himself with a dry, and I mean, no. he was trying to get food. Uh, this, this whole time, I, I can't stop thinking about Sonic because this whole concept reminds me of that. And there was a stretch where in two or three years, 
my son was so into Sonic, we went a lot. I haven't been there probably since he was four or five. I don't think that I miss it that much. Like, there, I, I really liked it for a little bit. I just went last week okay. for the first time in, Nick, probably a couple of years. And it was at the one out by, um, not too yeah, far from uh, you? Yeah, Royersford. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was great. Was it? Okay. And I'm, I like, I'm like, okay. I bailed on it for a while because I think I got overkill on it. The burger was fantastic. And I had a strawberry limeade, which is probably mm. my favorite drink. I don't, I don't think that there are any healthy options on the menu There's anywhere. There's nothing. Okay. When I have been... <laughs> You know, conscious, paying attention, and making sure that I'm eating what I can. I remember pulling up the sign and going, I think there's nothing I can buy here. But it's I good. I think there's one non-breaded chicken sandwich thing oh. on the menu, and that's it. It's, okay. uh, it's Listen, I love Kentucky fried chicken. You know, I, I'll get it, uh, but I only eat it once a year, usually around the Super Bowl. Okay. And when you go in, <laughs> the only green thing yeah. in Kentucky fried chicken is the <laughs> snot in the cashier's nose. <laughs> I mean... You could say mashed potatoes, but no, that's no. no. loaded too. That's loaded with stuff. The desserts but... at Sonic are off the charts. It's... Oh my god! I think maybe I just overloaded for for two or three years, and then I I need to get back. Go back though. I All was right. surprised at how much I enjoyed that burger. Okay, you know, do you really remember the good. the uh, we talked about it? A and W root beer um, used to have the the drive it was similar to Sonic. Sonic's I think car is a better. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. I think you're going to see a lot more of that. Well, Chris? since you mentioned it, Steve, I recently went to a childhood favorite of mine, Weber's in New Jersey. Oh, yeah. yeah. Weber's, yeah. drive up on, is it 38 or 70? I always get them confused. I think it's 38. Yeah, right on the, I was at the mall, and I was, I drove by it on the way to, and on the way home, I was like, all right, I'm going to turn around, the whole thing. <laughs> I mean, I just sat there by myself with everything hanging out the window. I, like, ate half of my burger. I was like, eh, can I get a box and take this home? I can't I, sit in my car I do love home. the notion of it hanging off the car so that you're not, you know, you can reach out and pull yeah. in what you're needing, you know, and, and let the birds have access Wait to it. Wait a minute, you can't eat in your car? Uh, no, I love eating in my car. Oh, okay. I can't eat alone. I feel weird, like, sitting, like, I won't you eat I'd rather eat I'll in eat a car with your little than- lady. Yeah. Oh my god, I like, love eating alone. I, I don't mind eating like alone at all. My favorite thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, leave, can you leave me alone, please? Yeah, please. I'm eating. Casey, like, in, in, a, in a bath with rose petals and a burger. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just mean like going, sitting down somewhere, yeah. throwing my headphones in, grab my phone, and just chomping away. Oh, I hear you. See, I love eating. I love taking it out and eating in my car. But the only thing about Weber's was I I pulled in right so you could look right into the the kitchen. So all the guys were just staring at me while look I was at that <laughs> lonely, look at her. pathetic woman out there by herself, Drinking or maybe her. was that? <laughs> Drinking a root beer, yeah. eating her veggie burger. All right. Well, anyhow, uh, yeah, Tacos Bell's going to try this, so it'll be one lane for uh, online orders, another lane for regular drive-through. Interesting. We'll see yeah, if that ends up working. Um, so that's it. Uh, bon appetit. Enjoy. And uh, the connoisseur. That's it. Oh, we're yeah, done with that. Yeah, yeah. music, please. All right, we're going to take a break, and then uh, we're going to start talking to some guests. We're going to have on uh, Caitlin Bristow, uh, who is the Bachelorette, but she is now going to be on Dancing with the Stars. And uh, amazing drummer Ray Luzier is going to be joining us as a tribute to Neil Peart taking place this weekend, and he is one of the featured drummers, so we'll talk to him in a little bit. Be back in a moment. Stay with us. The Preston and Steve Show Podcast. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Starting next Monday is Dancing with the Stars. And uh, they always announce their uh, lineup a few weeks ahead of time, which we covered, I think it was last week or the week before. Yeah, there's sort of been a seismic shift, though. Yeah, there has, with the change in hosts. Hosts. And so on. Yeah, presentation, uh, everything. Uh, so we are welcoming uh, someone who is going to be starring on this show. Hopefully she's going the whole distance. We'll find out. And uh, she also know her from uh, The Bachelorette Season 11. This is Caitlin Bristow. Hey! Who's on this morning. Hi there, Caitlin. 
Hi, how are you? We're doing wonderful. And yourself? I am doing wonderful as well. All right, so Dancing with the Stars next Monday. Have you guys been rehearsing yet and doing all that stuff leading up to this? Oh, yes. We've been doing all the rehearsals. My feet are throbbing. My knees are sore. I'm sore <laughs> everywhere. And I think that's part of the process. Well, we, we're we friends with uh, Kate Flannery, who was, uh, was on a while ago, and she talked about the process um, of getting, you know, getting into shape for dancing. But everyone says you will never get a workout and you'll never be in better shape when you finish up Dancing with the Stars. Uh, are you on yeah, that trajectory? <laughs> yeah, you know what? I, I heard the same thing. So I found out about 15 weeks before coming here that I was going on the show. So I started working with a personal trainer already and then, Coming in here, I'm like, I gotta have good stamina and be strong. So uh, I'm ready for this. All right, with a personal trainer, did you start working with a dance instructor to get ready for it? You know what? I didn't because I felt like that would be cheating, and I also didn't want to go into it like, what if he taught me different things than my new partner's teaching me? I didn't want to get in my own head. All right. We well, did. Now, did you wow. you teach spin class for a while? Yeah, I did. I did spin class, but I actually grew up um, doing, my mom was a professional ballerina, so okay. I grew up doing ballet and jazz, and I thought that was going to, you know, help me in the ballroom, but it turns out it doesn't, and uh, it's a very challenging, uh, it's a whole other beast. Now, the one thing with this, with this, the animal that is Dancing with the Stars, is that it's, it's, it is a, um, obviously, you've got to perform the dances, you got to get in the ballpark. Mm-hmm. But it is, is also a popularity contest at some level. You have experience <laughs> With that, with the, uh, the the Bachelorette and the Bachelor and, 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 and that as well. And and your, your chops, how are your chops with playing to the crowd, would you say, at this point? Oh, gosh. Yeah, you know, it would be a real kick to the ego to go home on uh, the first week. So <laughs> right. Trying to, try, trying to not put that out there. But I think, um, I think you know, Bachelor Nation, they're very loyal people. And so I don't think they're going to let me down with the voting. You know, it, it's weird because you 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 you're out of that for a while, and I, I think you were posting or, or there was, I saw an interview or somewhere I, the information came to me that you you were saying, oh, you know that um, you you forgot how acrimonious social media can be. Like you you know you go through yeah. when you're in that when you're on a show actively, you just get taken down all the time, and you had a little resurgence of that. It, it, it's got to be a double-edged sword, social media, with what you're doing. That's exactly what it is. It's Yeah, it's there's good things about it. There's bad. I try and mostly focus on the good. Sometimes the bad creeps in because, you know, those trolls out there, they're pretty loud. But for the majority of it, I you know, you use your platform for good. You can have a voice, and there's a lot of support in the community out there. And then every now and again, you know, you get announced on a TV show, and People don't really know who you truly are. They think you're a character on a show. Right. And, uh, and yeah, you know, everyone's got their opinions. And so. you, were, you were candid with, uh, you know, d- depression issues and so on and so forth. And, and so um, you've got to be in a good place or you've got to have something, some sort of resilience to be able to deal with that and handle all this. Yeah, that's one word I would definitely use to describe myself as resilient. <laughs> when I went into The Bachelor Bachelorette, I already I knew I had thick skin and I mean, they'll still get to you, but um, I, I have suffered with serious anxiety, and this definitely doesn't, it doesn't help being on national television, but you know what? I, I do have thick skin, and I enjoy every second of it, and, cool. and it, it only gets me down for a hot minute. All right. Caitlin, everybody's got good sides and bad sides, but automatically you're on my good side because you have two golden retrievers. Uh, tell me about them and their names. 
Oh, I am just obsessed with them. I love when people bring them up, so thank you for that. Um, <laughs> their names are Ramen and Pino, and we actually rescued them from South Korea, and they're the light of our lives. Wow. Well, they are adorable. Very cool. All you have to do is post photos yeah. of them, and uh, there will be no acrimony. Yeah, the, the, the animal community will be all over you. Yeah, you know what? I already got them shirts made that say "Vote for Mom." <laughs> <laughs> now, I don't mean this quite—I don't mean this quite literally, but are sometimes ramen and pino on the dinner menu? <laughs> yeah, seriously, that's it's apparently like they they name dogs after food, and, and that's what the names we got with them. And I'm oh. not mad at it. Okay. Well, you, I see now you 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 you, uh, you host a, a podcast called Off the Vine, and you've actually interviewed one of our our friends, uh, um, Brittany Taylor, who. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, who is? Well, she was a former intern. Of yeah, ours. a former intern and, and calendar girl. Calendar girl. Yeah, and uh, and so she's she's great. And Nikki Glazer, who, who could give you advice about the, uh, she was actually voted off Dancing with the Stars after week one. I know she's the one who told me how hard that is on your ego. <laughs> yeah, it's it's got to be devastating. But she rolled with it. Oh yeah, she's a good sport. So, so with your uh, with this and 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 the, uh, the 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 schedule and obviously the COVID situation that we're in, how are they handling the mechanics of the stage? And there's no, the, I assume there's not going to be an audience watching. The judges, how, how's everything laid out? Yeah, it's a little bit of a bummer that there's not a live audience. I think that's you know a big part of the show with the hype and the energy and. Um, I'm not quite sure what that's going to look like yet, but we'll find out Monday, I guess. But they're really following all the protocols, and we get tested every single day. And it's you wear a mask, and as soon as you get in the room with your partner, you shut the door, and then you can take your mask off because you're both tested every day. But, um, you know, usually I think they have people hanging out at the dance studio. Everyone gets to know each other. But right now it's just like Carol Baskin will pass me, and I'm like, hey, Carol, and that's about it. Okay. Did you watch Tiger King, by the way? I mean, yes, that was a big part of my quarantine. <laughs> mm. So, uh, so what do you anticipate there? I don't know. I don't know what America wants to see anymore. So, well, I, I don't know. If I get if I get beat out by Carol Basket, talk about shot to the ego. Yeah, wow. it's that's pretty well. We'll keep throwing her off with little suggestions about. Come on, where's he buried? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you got to play the mind game. Yeah. Play the mind game. Yeah. Wow. Exactly, <laughs> man. She sounds like she's game for that. I, I think so. I think I think we've got a, a real contender here now, Caitlin. I, I apologize. I know we only have a couple of minutes left, but I, I'm I'm not that familiar with Bachelor Nation. I, I, I don't watch the shows of Bachelorette. Or, uh, but how did yours? Are, are, did you get married, or did, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry that you only have a couple minutes for this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, so I, I got engaged after the show, or on the show, I guess, and we were actually together for three and a half years, and then it didn't work out, and now I swore on everything I would never date another Bachelor guy, and uh, here I am dating another Bachelor guy, so. <laughs> so you were, Chris, Chris, Chris Soul was the, who, who, so who are, who are you with he now? Right. Yeah. So he was the bachelor, um, but now I'm I'm with Jason, who was. I mean, it's such a weird world, and it's so hard to keep up. But now I'm with Jason, who was um, on Becca's season of The Bachelorette. Okay. Um, All right. It, it's like it's like one big, big family. Yes, a big bizarre community, but now it's all about yeah. the dancing you, and Carol Bass. But you could be one of those rare yeah. success stories from the the world of Bachelor and Bachelorette. So hope I hope you guys get married. That'd be wonderful. Thank you. 
Yeah. I appreciate All right. that. Caitlin, good luck on the uh, on Dancing with the Stars. Next Monday is when that starts. And thanks for calling in this morning. Thank you so much. All right, you bet. Caitlin Bristow, yeah. guys, is her name. And, uh, yeah, that's so going to start on uh, Monday uh, on ABC. We'll be able to check that out. That's funny that she's... Uh, Gonna try to get in the head of uh, Carol Baskin. <laughs> I mean, you might as well. Mm-hmm. Hey, um, we've uh, we got a little while to uh, sit and chat for a moment here, but I'm sure you guys saw the the photos uh, from the the fires out west. And it, it, it uh, looks like a, it looks like a, a, a scene from Total Recall. You yeah, know, when they're on Mars. Yes, totally. Non filtered photos of orange and red skies. Yeah. Uh, which is pretty wild. I mean, even in, like, San Francisco, it, it looked orange yeah. in the middle of the day. It's yeah. strange. <laughs> there's a there's a, a meme floating around. Uh, it, it's um, Antonio Banderas and um, Selma Hayek walking away from an explosion. Yeah. And it <laughs> says, walking away from your g- gender reveal party. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, and it's, but, I mean, that's one of the fires was caused by the gender reveal party. And the um, the satellite shots. Oh, it's unbelievable! If you've seen the amount of smoke uh, coming out of that area, it's crazy, man. Um, I haven't talked to anybody personally who's there, but you know that's got to make you wonder about what am I breathing? You yes, know what I mean, yeah. But it, it shows you just the. <laughs> again, we were talking about the bent, the pros and cons of living out there. So you have the earthquakes, you have the mudslides, you have the fires, you have the rolling power outages. Oh um yeah. you have all that. And yeah. but there's still enough there to make people go, "Hey, I love it." Yesterday I was at my chiropractor's office and he was he had lived in California for like 7 or 8 years. He said, "I'll never move back there again." And I was like, "Why not? You didn't like it?" No, it was fantastic. Yeah. I loved it. It was amazing. Well, why are you not going to move back there? Stevie listed the exact same <laughs> things you said. He's like, "Blackouts." Yeah. Fires, yeah. Threat of earthquake is always there. the The weather's fantastic. It is. It is beautiful. But the payoff is destruction might be. <laughs> and that's it. It's what you got. You have to wait. It, you know, you go out there and you get a string of days that are just perfect Southern California oh. days. You're like, well, this is the way you should be living. Yeah. And then the Santa Ana winds start blowing those flames <laughs> towards your house. Mm-hmm. My friend John was on the beach in uh, in Venice, uh, Venice Beach, uh, California, Cali, uh, Kathy, not yeah. not, Cali. Not, not Italy. Cali. We call um, Kathy Cali. Cali yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, it was it was 115 degrees on the beach. Oh, wow. You know, really? and it's just like. You're looking in one direction and it's fires and and uh, Steve, you forgot to mention the high cost of living. The high, and they did taxes out of control. Yeah. Uh, but you know, Nick, the yeah. funny thing is, and it's it is a weird juxtaposition. You have that beautiful weather, but the the water is always frigid cold. Oh my God, it's freezing. It? Frigid oh my cold. God, the Pacific is freezing. Oh. Yeah, what's up with that? Because of the way the the, the water circulates down yeah. from the north. Okay, and I remember- we have the Gulf Stream coming up. My sister moved to L.A., and the first time I went on a visit, I'm like, let's go to the beach. Yeah. I go running out in the water. So I'm like, Jesus. It's uh, why you see California surfers yeah. wearing wetsuits all the time. Right. It's cold, yeah, dude. Yeah. Oh, that sucks. You go, like, just charging in there. You're like, yeah. this is gone. Oh, my God. <laughs> I can't breathe. I can't breathe. Have yeah, you ever watched, exactly. like, the beach blanket movies? You know, yeah. they're, they're all on the beach. They never go into the water. <laughs> Do you remember when, when we did our trip to Tulum? They had a... Um, they had that trampoline that was out in the surf. Yeah. And we all went running, right? Let's go run to the trampoline. And had no idea that about, I don't know, 10 <laughs> yards into the surf was all this coral. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was great because I suffered it. 
remember that. And then I got to watch everybody else do the same exact thing. <laughs> Ma'am, we were, in, we're this last vacation. We were in Hawaii, um, this area that we went to on the North Shore uh, to go uh, snorkeling. Uh, we're standing there. I, I walk out on the sand. I'm like, this sand is hot, dude. And I'm looking at the distance I have to go to get to the water. I'm like, I'm not going to no, make it. No, no. I went back and I got my sandals. And I put those on. I'm like, I'll just set them aside when I go in the water and hope nobody steals them. And there was a couple that came along after this is well after I was done and back in our area. Mm-hmm. And they started heading out barefoot. And I go, just to let you know, <laughs> right. I, you know, I mean, I'm a total stranger. I'm right. like, the sand is really, really hot. Oh, okay, thanks. Yeah. They keep going. <laughs> I delighted uh-huh. in watching them as they get closer and closer, starting to pick up their pace, and the next thing you know, Screaming. they're running. And then, Casey, right before you get to the water is all this coral and stuff. Oh, so they get over the hot sand <laughs> Jesus. onto the coral. So you go from scorching feet to razor blade sharp coral that you're walking uh, There's a great scene that's hilarious. I believe the scene in, in 10 where Dudley yes. Moore goes to the resort, and, and I believe it is in Mexico, and he's, he goes out on the beach, and there's actually a guy there who they pay to give to piggyback them to their blankets. Yeah, <laughs> it's that bad. Uh, but right now, yeah, the... Uh, uh, the the whole area is on fire. Or in Oregon and I mean, it's yeah. like every state out west right now. There there are terrible fires happening. Yeah. All right. How about something that's better than that that yes. I can tell you about? How about better this? than fires? Uh, you're better than fire. You're better than fires. <laughs> yeah. You're better than that. Uh, that ain't you. Music research. You're better than that. You're or, better than fires. <laughs> music research organization Music Trades. Uh, says that between 2007 and 2017, sales of electric guitars dropped about a third, and for a while there appeared to be, uh, it appeared to be that guitar might be, you know, on the way out, really phasing out. Nothing is over, and it's not over because <laughs> things have changed big time this year. Uh, Andy Mooney, who is the chief executive of Fender, says of two th- of 2020. Hey, welcome to Rambo's Guitar <laughs> May I help you? Here, let me play something for you. Yeah. <laughs> you like that? I think a finger picking song. We also have a horn section. <laughs> Comes with the guitar. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but he said the the CEO of 2020. Or, no, 2020. There's a CEO, CEO of 2020. <laughs> You're fired. Yeah. You're not doing a good job. Uh, no, the CEO of Fender says yeah. of 2020, we've broken so many records. He said it will be the biggest year of sales volume in Fender history. Record days of double-digit growth, e-commerce sales, and beginner gear sales. I know why. Yeah. People are at home. They want to they figure they pick up the guitar. That's exactly it. That's exactly yeah. it. They're going to try it out. There's a skill. I've got time on my hands. A skill I've always been interested in. And now I'm going to take a That's shot at great it. news. It's there, awesome. There, to, to know that there are some industries, and as things are starting to come back around, that have flourished. And, and, and you know, I, I've talked to a few people who have different companies who are sort of sheepish about it. I said, listen, while all this stuff has been going on, you've been, you've been providing something that people want. There's nothing to be embarrassed. It, yes, we feel and it's, it's sad that other people have, have lost and hopefully everybody, you know, gets back up on their feet and gets up and running again. We want that. But, like, the guitar, for a lot of people, has been sort of a zen thing. So that's good to hear that. Yeah. Uh, he said, uh, I never would have... point you to the Stratocasters, the He's... Benders? He said, I never would have thought that we would be where we are today if you'd asked me back in March. So pre... 
pandemic, they were things were looking sour. And this is the Rambo axe. It's actually an axe. Oh, it's just a, 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 you can cut wood with you it. You can kill someone <laughs> because you're better than that. You're better than that. Oh, I'm sorry. I yeah. had the volume down. One more time. You're better than that. Um, it turns out he said that many young adults and teens, particularly females, are helping fuel the guitar revival as they snap up guitars to deal with the stress of the pandemic. My wife, so we have an acoustic guitar, we have an electric guitar. Mm-hmm. I bought equipment for my wife. She desperately wants to learn. She sits down, and I also bought her this thing that is a, basically, it's a small, like, fretboard, Preston, and it, it teaches you itself, you know, the, the oh, okay. finger placement, and it got rave reviews from, you know, you can... And it's it totally approaches the notion that you don't learn music, you don't learn to read, you learn you learn how to play a few songs, and when mm-hmm. you learn how to play a few songs, you can learn how to play a few, for fun. She's right. not you know she's not going to be yeah you Jimmy can Page. if if you really take to it and then you want to learn the theory of it all yeah you can do that. But if you just want to learn the basic major chords right and learn a few songs, you can do it. It's pretty easy to do. And and if that's all that you want to get out of it, that's great, man. I started to, to tinker around with that a while, and then I bought my new electronic drum kit, and I haven't touched my guitar since because I re- <laughs> fell in love with the drums. Right. Uh, but Every, Kay- Casey yeah. and I were doing that for yeah. a while. We were coming in and learning some songs and just, just for fun. I, I see, my problem is every time I try to learn, I'm like, oh, I like that song. Let me see if I can learn it. And then there's like a note in there. I'm like, gosh, it's too hard. Like, I, I you know, I can't bar um, and right. I don't have the patience. What's the... what's the what's the song you're most proud of pl- being able to play? Oh, I can't play any songs all the way through. Grab, like... grab the guitar behind. Nope. You. Come on, play something. I, I can't play anything. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, no. Honestly, I can't. No, I'm not right. going to. Let's hear. Um, uh, no, you no, played no, no, no. you played me something on my birthday. I, I did. I did yeah. that. Um, but I can't. And, and this thing is probably way out of tune. I'm sure it is. I have been playing the same notes. G. And a D and a C and an A minor. I could do all that. Yeah. I've been doing that since I was twenty years old. But there and, are people who've built careers on playing just a couple of chords. Sure. Yeah. But I can't. Like I just don't have the patience. I don't have uh, the. I, I don't know what you would call it, but um, discipline maybe. Discipline yeah. it, to sit there and and and. I'm the because, same. Yeah. It takes dedication and discipline, and Preston has it, and you and I don't. No. You're, are you know, you, you're doing piano, yes? Yeah, but, like, you know, you come in and out of it, and some people are just dedicated to it. And listen, I, I uh, am envious of them. I wish I were more dedicated when it came to this type of thing, but the, what Casey's describing is uh, exactly what I'm going through, except that Casey has more talent than I do. Play, right. play, play something you're All proud right. of. Um, play, um, play Eruption. Eruption. No, I can't. Yeah. No, no, no. no. <laughs> it's, it's an uh, acoustic guitar. Here. Play some Yngwie Malmsteen. Right. Hang on. I, I, I learned this one in the beginning beginning of the pandemic. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little ditty called Rambo Sad. Kathy? Oh, thank you. Playing the horns. Thank yeah, you. Uh, All right. Can you, can you play something sweet? Uh, I, I don't remember any... Um... Here, bring up play the... Play chopsticks. Uh, go to Ultimate Guitar. It's like Ultimate Dash Guitar. And then pick up uh, Patience by... Uh... Guns N' Roses, you might have heard of those guys. Yeah, a little, a little slow. Thanks for remembering. And there's a guy named Slash. He's a really great guitarist. That cat really knows how to play. you got to watch out for him. Uh, <laughs> is this in tune? It's not it, bad. For the most part, yeah. yeah. Okay. Right, here so, we go. I don't remember. And that's the other part of it. I can't remember. So, like, when, yeah, Preston, <laughs> when Preston does his 
drum videos. Like, dude, how do you remember play all of that stuff? Play. Stop talking. Play. Well, I need the notes to come up. Um, you like oh, Jackson Brown? They're, they're, they're pulling it up on the monitor here. Uh, Casey asked me, "How do you remember all that stuff?" <laughs> you and I just said, "You got to practice it. You have to yeah. do it over and over and over and over until you're sick and tired of it." It's a problem of practicing. You have to practice. Yeah, it's hard. By the way, a text here it says, here "Hey guys, this is Andy Bree." From Paul Gilbert's crew here. Oh. Paul is an amazing guitarist, by the way. He was here in our studio a while back. He says, uh, my guitar repair shop in Philly has been rocking since pandemic. Everybody is playing. He says, it's crazy. Well, that's cool. Good oh, so you. you can read you can read music, Casey? Oh, this I is can't. Called no, no. Tab- that's tablature. That's tabs. I need chords. Uh, yeah, you don't know. That like one. Matt. Like, I need a Matt chord, <laughs> yeah. Right? Uh, I can't remember. I'll see if I can find it. That's beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, why don't I just play the songs? Play it. All right, so there we go. Okay. Uh, Old McDonald had a farm. No, no, go down to where the words come up there. Uh, There's no words on it. There's no words on it. Keep going where it says verse one here. Okay, there it is. See, it starts I can't read it. There's no, there's no words on it. Shed a tear because I'm missing you. He's singing too. Still all right to smile. It's hard to play when Ow. you're nervous playing for other people. Oh my god! Did you hurt your finger? <laughs> it's a good thing we're not on air. Seriously, I don't know why you do this. It's awesome. Right, why are we doing this again? I don't know. Oh yeah, because of right. the guitar, the booming yes. guitars. The guitar industry is uh, is soaring right now. How's the uh, how's the gong industry doing? <laughs> Gongs are not doing that well okay. right now because it's tough to play at home uh, with everybody else home. Unless you're doing noisy. Days of Future Past. That's what kind of sucks about learning drums, uh, to be honest, is the fact that if, you, if you're if you the drummer in the house, yeah. everybody has to listen to it all but the time. As electric to, drums eliminate that, don't they? Yes. Yeah. Uh, they, they do. And uh, you can also, uh, there, there are pads and things you can put on acoustic drums to, uh, to dampen the noise a little bit, but it's not as fun. Uh, Nick Murphy's in-laws, uh, they're from West Virginia, and they do these things that, like, I'm so jealous of. Because they all had these sit-arounds, and they all play, and they sing together, and they harmonize, and they're all great. Like, really, I love that. When I was a kid, yeah, that'd be great. When I was a kid, when my uh, I'm going to f you like an animal. <laughs> no, but like when I was a kid, my family they would they would have parties, and they all brought guitars, and yeah. once they got nice and you know schnockered yeah. up, yeah. They all right. They would all go to the trunks of their car, grab their guitars, sit they're in gongs. a circle, and they're gone. Well, the one person, my my cousin Michelle, she was the gong. Yeah. And uh, no, but they would just, and it was just so much fun. And it I, does and, seem fun. Yeah. It's like a real um, sort of southern thing to sit on, you know, and with your with your jug. We did that when we were in uh, Sweden. Uh, we stayed with uh, Rochelle's family, and, and a couple of members of the family played instruments. And at some point, we all got together, and I'm like, I play drums. So they had bongos, and we we What music did you do? Uh, we played uh, Sir Duke from Stevie Wonder. Oh, Believe oh, it or not, which was really cool. That's cool. Uh, but, yeah, if you, if you have a, a group that can get together and, and just jam like that, that's a lot of fun. So, uh, anyhow, if you've been picking up the guitar, you're not alone. Maybe this will mean, and there we go. Uh, maybe this will mean in um, the next decade phase we'll see a um, 
an increase in, in rock music. It's know? possible. I think that'd be great. Yeah. Learning probably, how to play is certainly a help. You'll probably be able to get a lot of bargains on guitars next year when, when <laughs> yes. people give up on everything. Right. Right. I've never been lower. <laughs> <laughs> Our used guitar section is overflowing. But guitars that people bought and returned. Yep. It's been a goddamn nightmare. Uh, no, you're right about that. A lot of people will get it and, and try it and yeah. uh, and won't and follow through. With every purchase of a guitar, get a banana bread dish. <laughs> Anything that's left over from uh, the pandemic days. Which, by the way, so that's on the rise. I have something that is uh, phasing out. Uh, vaping by teenagers oh. in the U.S. Has- <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> that's Gary Lauer, isn't it? Play it again. <laughs> oh. oh, my God. Vaping has plunged this year, particularly among those in middle school. It's like that scene, I middle guess. Middle school? Va- yeah. Vaping in middle school? Yeah, well, I mean... That's plunge. It's going away, yeah, right? Cool. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, that's... the fact that they were in I the know, first place. Right? Yeah. Wow. Uh, in oh, a man. national survey by the CDC, uh, just under 20% of high school students and 5% of middle schoolers say they'd recently vaped. A big drop from the 28% of high school students and 11% of those in middle school who said uh, the same last year. Well, I think also the fact are the vaping places open or are they are they even uh, what was what was the last pre-pandemic what was the status of vaping places? Uh vaping gear and uh, for for sale I mean, you had to be on the way out too because there yeah. was so much uh, you, I mean really like at the end of 2019 a huge news story was vaping and right. how, yeah. how difficult it was and how um, increasingly were, bad for you it, it was. We were learning that it was, but right. not only that, uh, they got taxed out the ass. They got yep. taxed out the ass. Yeah, and yeah. so and, ass taxers. And, and now people are wary of putting anything in their lungs that they probably shouldn't. Right. Yeah, so they you know um, the side effects. I had three testicles. Yeah, you, you don't <laughs> want. <laughs> uh, they say that the factors for the big decline include higher age limits to buy vaping products, yeah. bans on flavored products. And last year's outbreak of vaping-related illnesses and deaths, which may have scared off some teens. Uh, as far as smoking is concerned, I was at a store one time, and there was a lady ordering cigarettes, and she was coughing <coughs> like that, and she and it was like gnarly. Right? Yeah, yeah. And the lady that was serving her, it was she was gagging. She was like, "I can't like," and it was she felt bad. Yeah, but like it was just her natural reaction to like <coughs> she hurt, uh. and because it was over and over again, I was like, "Man, lady, like." You really should maybe consider. You really quitting. got me oh, going. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's her quitting. Yeah, that's my sister, and and she does it when she, when she laughs, and I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. you hear that crap rattling around in Stirring there? Stirring up. Like, how yeah. do you, how oh, do you keep doing this? How I I know it's hard to quit. It's very hard. I did it. Uh, it's really hard. But when you're done and you're finished. My God, are you a happier person? It's like stirring up a, like a snot stew. Yeah, it kind of feels good though. That loose phlegm kind of getting Ew. coughed up. It, it, mm. it, there's a you always have a meal at the ready. You always like <laughs> you always enjoyed that. Well, so like you, you, <laughs> you know when you get sick and you have that hard cough, right? It's like diarrhea. And, <laughs> it's like an old friend. <laughs> but when the cough starts when you to clear break, it, yeah, when that cough starts to break up and you have that looser yeah. phlegm no, in there, that's good. Yeah, it, it's sort of a better feeling than the initial cough that was really, really bad. Do you know what I mean? And so when you have that, it's you know it's, it's great. It's bizarre. Breathing man. freely is yeah. awesome. <laughs> it's re- listen. I understand. It really is. Like I, what a feeling <laughs> when I'm out cycling and stuff like that. And and because I don't smoke anymore, and I can feel that, and and I can breathe deeper. Like, that's a great feeling, but I do understand that, like, 
It's 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 bizarre. Well, yeah, it's, you're relieved it's, it's, from yeah. from feeling ho- from from a from a negative feeling to a better feeling. So why don't just you know mm. avoid the negative feeling altogether? <laughs> okay, accentuate anyway. the positive. <laughs> Vaping's on the way out. Woo! Guitars are on the way in. Woo! It's a world gone mad, ladies and gentlemen. And the A to Z continues. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second with music. Uh, in the R's, uh, we'll get to the bizarre file, and we have drummer Ray Luzier, of the most famously for the band Corn, is going to be a part of this Neil Peart tribute, which is coming up this weekend. So we're going to talk to him. We'll be back in a moment. Ninety-three-three WMMR presents Jackson's local shots artist of the month, Mo Lauda and the Humble. Celebrating our area's best talent. Bringing it to you on air, online, and in the community. Here and see more at WMMR.com. Keyword, local shots. Mo Lauda and the Humble. Jackson's Local Shots Artist of the Month. Sponsored by Family and Company Jewelers. Find a band that rocks her world at Family. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. All right, we're going to do the Bizarre File. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, bizarre File. All right, it's brought to you by Sequoia Outback. Uh, fall's perfect time for enjoying dinner on the patio or drinks on the deck. You can get your yard ready with the end-of-season showroom clearance sale at Sequoia Outback. Route 309 in Hatfield or DeckSupplies.com. The California Department of Parks and Recreation closed all trails in the Santa Monica Mountains over the Labor Day weekend. Uh, and Nick, you're talking about how hot it is out that way. A woman died hiking there in extremely high oh. temperatures. Yeah, other hikers had to be rescued. Malibu Search and Rescue posted a tweet pleading with people not to hike in the heat wave. A 41-year-old woman uh, whose name was not released collapsed while hiking with a friend Saturday near Calabasas. Temperatures soared to at least 110 degrees. Officials said the death was likely heat-related. It gets away from you. And a 22-year-old woman on a Malibu beach was rescued Sunday after she lost consciousness, apparently due to the heat. This is on the beach. Yeah. The water's right there. Los Angeles County recorded its highest temperatures over on Sunday, 121 degrees in Woodland Hills. Jesus. Uh, well, that's got to help with the fires. And of course, the, the, yeah, that's yeah. it's helping fuel the fires. Yeah, it's crazy. A uh, man was arrested on Sunday after police say he tried to steal a taxi and drive off with a three-month-old inside. Officers were called after receiving reports of a domestic disturbance. When officers arrived, they reportedly encountered Travis Delaney walking with a stroller close to the location of the disturbance. A three-month-old child was in the stroller. After speaking with Delaney, officers found that he was intoxicated and tried to call him a taxi. When the taxi arrived, Delaney wouldn't get in. Officers had no choice after his refusal but to take him into custody for public intoxication. While they were attempting to arrest him, he tried to steal the taxi and drive away with it. (laughs) That's a bad day. With the child inside. He was taken into custody after a brief physical altercation, and he was arrested. A Jefferson County man was killed when he was hit by a neighbor's golf cart and then trapped beneath it. Oh, man. A coroner's office had identified the victim as Eric Van Tyree. He was 52. Witnesses reported that Tyree was out working in his yard. His 72-year-old neighbor driving a golf cart stopped to visit him. And when the driver went to leave, he didn't realize the gear was in reverse and accidentally backed over Tyree. And killed him. After the impact, the golf cart overturned and then Tyree became trapped beneath it. Once he was freed, he was taken to the hospital and he died from his injuries, man. Those things are more dangerous than you think they are. Yeah. They're really, really, really heavy. All right, we're doing a short, bizarre file in the interest of time. we got to uh, do a quickie. Uh, so we'll end with 
Yeah, well, okay, I got to go with this one because uh, this just happened the other day. An Austrian man beat his own record for the longest full-body contact with ice cubes on Saturday. Joseph Koberl had managed to stay 2 hours, 30 minutes, and 57 seconds inside a custom-made glass box filled up to his shoulders with ice cubes. More than 440 pounds of ice cubes were needed to fill up the box after uh, Cobral had stepped inside wearing nothing but swim trunks. So, obviously, there's a risk of exposure, right? With oh, the water yeah. that cold, that he survived yeah. that. I uh, said in order to fight the wave of pain caused by the freezing temperatures, uh, he was trying to focus on positive emotions. He said, I'm fighting the pain by visualizing and drawing on positive emotions so I can dampen this wave of pain. That way I can endure. He had just, so what he was thinking about was the uh, the Kardashian announcement that the show's over. <laughs> so happy. That, that's what got him through. A small crowd of people watched as Cobral had beat his own record in 2019 by 30 minutes on the town square of Milk and Lower Austria. After being taken out of the icebox by helpers, he said that the sun felt really great on his back. My, my penis is a very small. Right <laughs> yeah, I, I think the ice made my, made my penis get small. I can imagine, yes. Uh, Corbel is planning to beat his own record one more time next year in Los Angeles. Mm. His team said that uh, Corbel's personal record is also the current world record when it comes to exposing the body to ice for as long as possible. Wow. All right, and there you go. That is the Bizarre File for now. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back in a moment. A couple things on the way. We're going to get to uh, Trash and Music News, and we also have drummer Ray Luzier on the show from Corn. and there's a special tribute to uh, my favorite drummer, Neil Peart, uh, going on over the weekend. So we'll talk to him about that back in a moment. Stay with us. Get social with Preston and Steve and WMMR. Facebook, Twitter, you know, the usual places. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. It is our A to Z. Playing all of it, man. We're in the R's as we speak. <laughs> really adventurous stuff is coming up in the next few minutes. And uh, you can follow along, see what we've played as it's being played. At WMMR.com, if you want to keep track, Chuck was saying, I think we have like over 800 songs yet to go. Oh, my God. Because uh, yeah. he was asking Casey how much, what number we're on. He was like, we're in like 1,500 or something like that. He's like, yeah, they've got another like eight, <laughs> eight and change to go. So well, it'll be a little while then. That is how voluminous the WMMR library is, so we're excited about it. Um, we have a guest to speak to. I'm excited about this as well, not necessarily for the reason uh, but I'm excited because a tribute is being paid to a man who is a huge, huge influence in my life. And some incredibly talented people are coming together uh, to do this. Uh, Modern Drummer Magazine, which is the Bible uh, for those who play drums like myself, uh, have their festival 2020. And they're doing a tribute to Neil Peart. It is going to be this Saturday at 8 p.m. And obviously all this stuff is virtual, uh, so it's not a big gathering uh, it's going to be people performing on their own. But and... they've gotten very efficient in making yeah. these things work. Agreed. And you can get tickets through LiveXLive.com. Uh, ticket sales are going to benefit brain tumor research at Cedar sinai Medical Center because uh, it was a brain tumor that took Neil Peart in January. And to the surprise of almost everyone, just a small group of people knew that he was sick, but pretty much, every, uh, pretty much everybody was in the yeah. dark, and that's why it was so uh, shocking when it happened. Uh, I'm going to play a little clip. Uh, of our next guest uh, playing drums. I uh, had the opportunity to meet him one time just for a brief moment. Super nice guy. 
But what a drummer. So this is a little bit of Ray uh, playing live. He was at a, I think, at a demo. And and this is just a a short clip of him playing. Sorry, that was me. I played that by accident. Oh. I didn't. I didn't realize. Well, oh, do I have egg on my face? I didn't know that was from one of my live performances. I lie. Yeah, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, uh, from Corn and many other projects, please welcome Ray Luzier yeah. to the show. Ray, hey, what's up? Hey, man, how you doing, bud? Was that it sounded like a big pile of drums falling down a step? <laughs> you squeeze a lot of notes in, man. Hey, real quick, I, I, I want to fanboy on you for a moment, and then then we'll get to the meat of uh, of why we're talking to you today, Ray. Um, Corn uh, was not; um, it really wasn't in my wheelhouse as far as the band goes. And the first time I ever saw you play live was uh, we had our MMRBQ festival here in Philadelphia, and you were playing with uh, Jonathan Davis solo. And I, I went out to watch. We're busy during that day. We're working. We're meeting fans and doing a bunch of other things. But I'm like, I want to go out and check out Jonathan because we he's been here in our studio before. He was a really nice guy. We got along with him well. So I definitely wanted to see it. I watched him for just a moment. The rest of the time, I was transfixed on you. And uh, my buddy Chuck here at the radio station, I, I was telling him how impressed I was with your performance. He's like, Okay, you need to meet him. And so he introduced me to you just real quick. You were gracious. You had got done with a show. It's not the time to really talk to a musician right after they get done with their show. But you were really, really kind. And I just want to tell you how impressed I was and now what a fan I am of you. Oh, I appreciate that, man. It means a lot. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. So you, uh, you know, it, it, I want to ask you about your um, uh, uh, Neil's influence on you. Uh, when you were coming up and you were learning your chops and, and when Rush came into your life and and uh, and, and how he yeah. affected your playing. Yeah, big time. I mean, I, I grew up on a, a big farm in, in, out of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, so about 180 acres, and there's nothing to do out there. So <laughs> you either bail hay or play drums or ride a horse. So, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, you know, I didn't, I didn't, no one taught me anything. I was self-taught, but I would put records on. So I would put on, you know, ACDC, Ozzy, Kiss, and then, of course, Rush. And uh, I just remember when I was young, probably eight or nine, you know, you play side one of Back in Black and then side one of Moving Pictures. And you're like, wait a minute, how come it's so much harder to play this one and not, you know, the ACDC? Yeah. And so immediately I knew there was something special. And I didn't, you know, what prog is or any kind of that terminology back then. You just played. And uh, just immediately from that, that was the first Rush record I ever got. And it just, this, you know, took me by storm, and I was a fan ever since. When when you were going through the catalog, and I, I you know, like you would would play along to the to the music and and try to you know work out the the songs. What what song of Rush that had you mastered and were most proud of that you can remember? Um, that I can remember back in the day, probably. Um, I love that song Red Barchetta off of uh, Movie yeah. Pictures. It's yeah, something really cool. I love the. I don't know. There's something really cool about that song. But, um, you know, the obvious answer for a lot of drummers is 2112 or, you know, any of the big epic, you know, 15-minute pieces. But 
I was always attracted just to whatever the, about the whole song, you know, and, and Neil's playing just spoke for itself and just, wow, what, a, what an impact, you know. You know, and, and there are people that are, it seems to be drummers in the rock world, or there's a couple of camps that, that you fall into. You fall into a Bonham camp, you fall into a Neil camp. It doesn't mean that you don't love both and you don't yeah. want to play like both of them, but but I, I, I see people kind of side with one or the other and, and have mutual respect out of that as well. Neil's playing, to me, I, I gravitated towards that more towards Bonham. Bonham was a god. He was just incredible. He did amazing things. But there was something about... Neil's intent and the way that he played and the very specific nature of every note and how he had thought out exactly what he wanted to be a part of that song. I mean, like he yeah. he didn't just play it; he he really thought hard about it. Um, yeah, a lot of preparation and, and uh, pre-production and rush records for sure. Does that um, does that tra- and and prog sense lend, uh, tends to lend itself to that? I think that that type of very precise type of performance because. There's a lot of uh, musicians playing uh, uh, very specific notes together and so on. Um, do you find yourself as, as that type of player as well, or do you leave yourself a little more leeway to, to get creative as you're playing? Well, I try to do both. You know, I love I love improvisation when I play. You know, a lot of times when I go to these drummer festivals, you know, I did one in Quebec, uh, I'm sorry, Manchester last year. The Quebec was the year before. And I that was a complete improvised solo. And sometimes that, that's scary, but I, I love being on the seat of my pants with that stuff. But that, that being said, when you're in the studio and you're doing a record, that record is, is going to outlive us all. You know, the music is, is going to live on when we're all dead and gone. So that's, that's in my brain a lot too. So, you know, with the corn three, you remember who you are record. Uh, we got back with our producer, Ross Robinson, and it was, it was completely just on the cuff and there was no fixes. And that's, that's hard to live with sometimes because you make a mistake you know, it's, uh, that's it. <laughs> yeah. <you know>? so, yeah. <laughs> hey, but I also don't like, I don't like the perfection records either. People are polishing stuff too much these days. And it sounds so perfect that you're like, and you watch them live, you're like, you don't sound like that, you know? Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, you, you, know, you, but, you need to re- leave some room for a little bit of soul in there, you know? Absolutely, man. We're humans. We're all, we all make mistakes daily. I make one every couple of seconds. <laughs> yeah, join, join the club. You know, yeah. You, hey, you know, no- you've got to be real. Another thing about about Neil Ray that I, that I really uh, I was kind of uh, in the dark on I, I, I took a pause from from drumming for a long long time it has since resurfaced in my life and I'm really happy about that and I've been working really hard the past couple of years but one of the things I that I was not aware of is um, the, uh, uh, the the close knit community that that drummers have because one of the things that I saw when Neil passed away was not only you know, your Mike Portnoy's and people like yourself who who directly took a, a lesson or two from Neil. But I saw from people like in the jazz world, like Dave Weckl and uh, and Peter Erskine and these guys were well aware of Neil and his impact and, and were, were friends. I, I thought those were different worlds and they didn't mix with each other. But there is, uh, we do uh, formatically cross, uh, cross those lines uh, simply being drummers. And, and do you find yourself... You know, uh, people in other, you know, completely different formats of music have respect for each other. Absolutely. I mean, that, that's one cool thing about drummers and not saying that guitar players have more ego or anything like that. But they're always trying to kind of show each other up. At least they were back in the day when there's tons of leads. And But it, drummers have this, there's a bonding brotherhood amongst us. It's really weird. Like, I love going to those drummer festivals. And, uh, you know, obviously this year's Modern Drummer one is virtual, but... Um, I love the hangs and stuff because you meet these like specialists from you know South America and you'll meet some 
guy that beats on tree logs in, in Africa, and and then you got you know your Portnoy's and your Thomas Langs and all those guys, and and then you have you know and it's it's so cool because we go out to these dinners and we just have the most random conversations, and we're all just people you know we have obviously that's why music's so diverse it would be boring if it was all the same you know there's so many uh you got to be open-minded out there you know no matter what you're doing if you're listening if you're playing you have to be an open-minded person you know right we had uh, ray parker jr on recently and we were kind of ignorant to the fact that he was a really uh and is a very well-respected session musician and he talked about all the instruments that he played and then he found the guitar and he, he, he actually thought he was a bad musician because he couldn't improvise. He didn't have the improvisational spark yeah. with any of the, of the instruments except the guitar. And and yeah. to us as – now Preston plays, but we're sort of neophytes with this. Um, there has to be a moment where you realize – or there was a moment, I assume, where you realized you could express yourself through the drums and and create music in the moment. Do you recall that moment? Yeah, I mean, well, I went, you know, when I left Pittsburgh, I went to L.A. to join, uh, or I mean, to go to that school, Musicians Institute. Oh, yeah. And uh, and I went there, and I ended up teaching there in 92, off and on, around tours, when I was with David Lee Roth and a couple other uh, national bands I was playing with. But they, they kind of force you to, to, you know, get up on stage with a mic drum kit, and they're always like, express yourself. You know, what, what do you have to say? Don't just, you know, it's okay to mimic your idols. It's okay to you know, look up to people, but find yourself too, you know, and that's, that really, uh, that was a, a really turning point for me is teaching there more than go, being a student there, because I would watch people from all over the world play. And I was like, it all kind of came together in your, in your head of like, Oh, if I just do this and I relax and I don't get, let my nerves get the best of me, just, you know, speak truly what comes through me, which is all the vast amount of music I grew up listening to. You know, it's, it all comes through. You that's gotta be cool. That, that's gotta be, that's gotta be uh, the thing that I'm not, it, it's a rare gift to have because it seems the purest form of, I mean, I'll, I'll do improvisational comedy, which is, uh, I guess a variation on that, but, but to be that spontaneous and just have it flow through, has gotta be something magical. Yeah, it, it is. It's really unique, and it's. Uh, and I'm. The one thing is, you never ever master, or you never get close to being where you want to be. You know, that's what's cool about what we do. You know, I just turned fifty not long ago, and I'm like, I have. I feel like I have light years to go. Just in the, there's no plateau you hit. And if I always tell musicians, if you hit that plateau, you should probably go do something else, go to law school yeah. or something. Yeah, I had. Uh, I, had you know. I was at a clinic one time with Dave Wackel, and you guys don't know who he is, but but Ray does, and he's probably yep. one of the greatest to ever pick up a pair of sticks and i there was a q a and i said so do you think you'll get any better than you are you know i asked, I asked a dumb question like that he's just looking at me goes like i yes i hope i will be better than i am now <laughs> <laughs> so everybody always wants to improve listen there's a lot of big names um on this you know and, and these these festivals always have them but but Paying tribute to Neil will be Stuart Copeland, Carmen Apice, Greg Bissonette, Taylor Hawkins, uh, Chad Smith, Steve Smith, Kenny Aronoff, uh, Mike Portnoy. Um, and I guess people are going to prepare solos. In fact, I've been following on social media Brian Titchy, who's a great drummer, and he's more of a bottom guy. But he is uh, he's he's toiling over putting together a proper solo uh, to pay homage to to Neil. Uh, what is going to be your take on what you're going to play? Are you going to incorporate any elements, any signature elements of Neil, or are you just going to go up there and throw something out? 
I just I did this weird guitar solo. I'm doing this two hand tapping thing. It's really cool now. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, I, I didn't. I didn't do. <laughs> I, I messed you all up, didn't I? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Took a totally different direction. Well, well, Tishy texted me the other day. He's like, "Man, what'd you do for your solo?" And I'm like, "What solo? I ain't doing no. There's no way, man." And it, you know, it's, there's, there's some big boys on that thing, you know. Yeah. And I go, I, I actually did a medley, a really quick two-song medley of, of Corn and KXM, my side band with George Lynch and Doug Pinnock. So I didn't even. I just did a. It's, it's definitely neo influenced, and and but I just I just did my thing to to music to, like I like to do, you know. So, okay. but the cool the cool thing is my interview. And, you know, we're, we're to say words about what Neil did to us and what, how he influenced our lives. And I, I thought the ultimate, Nick Rasky Linux, um, he produced the last two Corn records and he did the last two Rush records. And he got so close to Neil, um, those last two records. And yeah. um, the studio bonds a totally different thing. So I actually said, you know what? I'm driving to Rock Falcon, which is 20 minutes from my house in Nashville. And uh, I said, Nick, I'm going to sit down with you. He's doing the Evanescence record right now. And I go, Tell Amy Lee to go in the back room for 10 minutes. I'm going to talk to you. And, and we did. We sat there, and I said, just tell me about Neil. And he gave me chills, man. He brought out a pair of sticks, one of Neil's, the last songs he recorded ever. And, dude, you talk about goosebumps on top of goosebumps. I was yeah. like, you'll see the interview. I'm like, I literally gasping, I I'm stuttering my words. Cause wow. It was just like, what the heck, you know. So, yeah, it was pretty. Uh, so I love my interview part, that's for sure. Did you ever cross paths with uh, with Neil in your years? I did, yes. I, he uh, he did. A, I judged a drum off, a guitar center drum off in Los Angeles, uh, quite some time ago, probably six, seven years ago. And uh, he, there was a backstage area, of course. And and uh, <laughs> the the Sabian guy, Chris Stanky, is a good friend of mine. Came out and goes, "Hey, man, do you want to meet the man?" I go, "I just I just met Peter Chris." <laughs> and he goes, hey, I, I go, is that, is that the man? Because I thought it was. Cause, yeah. you know, and uh, he goes, "No, dude, come on." He goes, "Neil's." back in this little booth back here but he's kind of hiding for hiding out i'm like are you freaking kidding me like i go of course i want to and i just went up to him and said i said straight up i go thank you professor for everything and he goes you play for corn right go, yeah he goes yeah that's, a, that's an aggressive band you have to have a lot of energy for that and, and we i mean we we're just talking very small talk but man it's a moment i'll never forget you know that's amazing man uh, yeah. listen i wanted to say ray as as i had you know uh, saw you with jonathan davis and one of the reasons that i was I was transfixed on you. Is is you're a very kinetic player. You're a very showy player. You put a lot in between of the, the movements of of what you're doing. And I'm talking about stick tosses and all that other stuff. Which I was surprised to hear you say that you're self taught because I thought you might have been like a drumline guy or something like that. Well, you know, I played stacks of records for years and years. But when I did get into high school, I did join marching corps. But it was the you know freaking. Amish pig farmer. The local high school. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It wasn't, you weren't, yeah, you weren't yeah. on the Blue Devils, right? <laughs> no, yeah. no. It was like, I, I mean, not, not in the sticks, you know, but I yeah. mean, we, you know, from back then, you think it's everything. So I joined the jazz, the symphonic concert band. But so, of course, I learned, you know, I watched a lot of those things and, and was trying to get the drum line to do more fancier stuff. And, you know, through the years and, you know, a bunch of failed original bands, when I joined David Lee Ross Band in 97, he's always the one that was like, lose ear, you know, put on a show back there. Don't make that waiting for the bus look on your face. You know? and, <laughs> and, and so Dave taught me a lot about showbiz, and I incorporated all that marching stuff, you know, through the years. He's always like, people are paying money to see you lose ear. So it was like, I would, you know, sorry, I have to do the Dave when I no. talk about Dave. Uh, it. But it's like, you know, so that that's, thank you for noticing that. I try not to be a 
you know, showboat or I don't want to be a handbacker, but I do want to, when you're live, I believe in giving people a show. I don't like that whole, you know, the drummer's just, I don't know. Yeah. Wait for the bus. Look, you know, give, give me a show. I'm, I'm, I paid money to see, you know, so that's what I do. You and Greg Bissonette both played uh, for Dave. Uh, do you guys reminisce yeah. about those days? <laughs> we do. We, there's, there's a ton. You're going to want to read my book one day. I put, I'm putting together this rock book about like, it's not about like, Oh, Mr. Rockstar guy. It's about, you know, getting signed, getting dropped, you know, getting promised this, getting, and then me joining national bands. But 50% of my books, David Lee Roth, because it's just eight years with that guy. You can't make that, that stuff up, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I love him to death. He's the most, the most amazing, one of the best entertainers ever. But there's there's a lot there. <laughs> there's a lot of, a lot of content. You mentioned, uh, you know, uh, getting picked up, dropped by labels. This is going to happen. It doesn't happen. Uh, a documentary that is <sighs> all that, that Steve and I love, is... Uh, I think it's called We Are Mother Effing Twisted Sister. Did you ever see that, Ray? Yeah, I heard of it. I never saw it. It's, it's, out, it's outstanding. It's I, unbelievable. I even, Twisted Sister doesn't really mean much to my world, but it is such a great documentary. You got to see it. But a lot of people don't realize out there. Like, they think you know, your favorite band. They just think like, oh, they, they did. They got signed and they're huge and they're famous. And people, a lot of people don't have any idea what some of us go through. And, you know, I did the hard road. You know, people think yeah, I was October starts my 14th year with Corn, which I'm super stoked to be still be in and we're still around and i mean fieldy told me we had a year in 07 when i got the gig he's like yeah oh, wow. we got another year left and here we are and you know <laughs> still making music and yeah soon yeah. to be touring when this whole virus craps over but uh you know it's people have no idea so that's why like i, I always told myself i'm gonna put a book together it's gonna be about the realism of like you know getting promised all this stuff because they they just think like you know practicing and, and trying to pr- get really good at your art is just one part of the whole equation, you know? Yeah. And, and, and I think, um, for, for a lot of artists, luck has a lot to do with all of it. I just saw on Twitter, there was, um, a story about how Eminem, uh, there was somebody at the record label. I don't, I think it might've been Interscope. I don't know if that's the same record label you're on, but, um, an intern came across Eminem's demo tape and that's how he got discovered. I'm telling you, man, it's a, it's a lot of that right place at the right time kind of thing. And I and I, I've, I tell people that in my clinics and my teachings and everywhere, and, and they're like, oh, yeah, but you worked your ass off. I'm like, yeah, I did. I, I really worked hard. You know, I played six, eight hours a day for I don't know how many years. And But, it is, you know, look, if, Army of Anyone, my band before Corn, if if it wasn't for me being on the same management, you know, we were on the firm managed Corn, the firm managed Army of Anyone. And when I got with Robert Dean, DeLeo, um, you know, I, I remember saying, wow, they got corn. That's really cool. I've always liked that band. And and uh, I went to the Beverly Hills office one day, and there was a new corn record. See you on the other side sitting there. And I go, hey, can I grab a copy of that? And he's like, sure. And, and it was just, you know, never in a million years I would ever think I'd become in that band. But hadn't it be for our management being the same, I don't know if I would have ever got a shot. Because when they were having drummer problems, when the original drummer David quit, and they had Terry Bozio filling in on the record, they had – Joey Jordison from Slipknot. They had Brooks Wackerman from Now Avenged Sevenfold. All these drummers were were, you know, filling in. I was like, I told my manager, I go, what the heck's going on with Corn? You know, he's like, they're looking for someone permanent. And then the demise of Army of Anyone. I said, hey man, and he goes, go up there and play. You know, Joey's last gig is in Seattle. Go up there and play a couple songs with him. I go, in the empty arena. He's like, absolutely. That's what I did. I played six songs. They said, welcome to Corn and. Wow. There you go. Wow. Well, and, and Ray, you also know that all you have to do is look on YouTube. There are virtuoso musicians. I'm not saying that, you know, uh, yeah. there are a dime a dozen, but there are so many 
great musicians that will probably do nothing more than jam with their friends in the neighborhood uh, because they eventually have to pay bills and they may do it as as a side thing for the rest of their lives. But I mean, really super talented people. Oh, dude, I, I have a virtuoso buddy working at a copy shop here in Nashville, and this guy can play circles around most guitar players out there. And he's he's I don't know if he'll ever you know see the light because you you don't know if you're going to be in the right place or yeah. get that break. And it, and it kind of sucks because I feel for these people. You know, when I'm on tour in whatever country or we're in. I always go check out local bands and and I see stuff that just blows my mind, you know, and, and, and I say to myself like, wow, I'm so lucky that I'm, I'm playing arenas right now. This poor kid, I don't know if he'll ever get out of club right, you know, yeah. or whatever. So yeah, I feel for people, man. I do. Yeah. I never knew how bad I sucked until YouTube came along. <laughs> I thought I was pretty good. Dude, it's scary, man. Someone was there's freaking people playing Tom Sawyer in their 10. Yes! <laughs> it's insane. It is yeah. insane. Uh, well, listen, yeah. man, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing your performances as well as everybody else's. And like I said at the top of the interview, this is an unfortunate uh, reason for everybody to get together and do this, but none the one, none, nonetheless impressive and necessary. And, uh, you know, it's a tribute to a guy who influenced... I mean, countless drummers uh, throughout the world. And, and he always will, man. His, his music will live on and his inspiration will live on. That's yeah. what's great about this. So it's a Modern Drummer Festival 2020 tribute to Neil Peart. It's going to be at 8 o'clock Saturday. You can go to livexlive.com. And we hope to see you in Philly live in person sometime in the near future, Ray, okay? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. I can't wait. All right, thanks for coming on. Ray Luzier, guys. Yeah. Take care. He's uh, he's fantastic. Nice if, if you're not familiar, or if corn isn't your thing, you can just you can just type in Ray Luzier, which is spelled L U Z I E R, on YouTube, and sit back and watch because he's he's amazing. All right, we're gonna do today's lesson question, and we are gonna give away a fifty dollars Rita's gift card if you can answer this question correctly. Uh, what's the sitcom spinoff of The Walking Dead? Two one five two six three WMMR. What is the sitcom spinoff? Of The Walking Dead that we spoke of earlier this morning. 215-263-WMMR. And we'll do this while you're calling in. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. And it's brought to you by your local Deets and Watson Real Philly Delis. They are open for takeout. And you can taste four generations of family recipes made with love. And show your support for local business. RealPhillyDeli.com. Deed some Watson. It's a family thing since 1939. What's up, Steve? Well, Denise Richards has decided to leave the cast of The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Richards says she wants to spend more time with her family, but won't. (laughs) (laughs) Victoria Fuller, revealing that she and Bachelor star Chris Souls have called it quits. Victoria says she's living her best life, while Souls says he can't be with someone who says they're living their best life. (laughs) Olaf from the Frozen movies is getting his very own origin story. Once Upon a Snowman will show Olaf's life before Anna and Kristoff when he was living his toilet water. <laughs> <laughs> and that's your Hollywood All right, Tay. Uh, let's see if we can get an answer to this question. What is the sitcom of or sitcom spinoff of The Walking Dead? 215-263-WMMR is the number. I'm going to go to Tyler. Hey, Tyler. What's up? Yo, buddy. All right. What is the sitcom spinoff of The Walking Dead? It is That's So Keegan. Oh, He's man. right in... It yeah. depends on how generous you feel. I'm going to give it to him. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he was listening. It's Negan is the name of the character. Negan, not Keegan. Oh. 
That's O'Negan. Yeah, hang on the line. We're going to get your information. We are going to give you a $50 Rita's gift card. Summer is still on in full force at Rita's, and you can head to Rita's for all your favorite delicious frozen treats. It's summer of yum at Rita's. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. All right, uh, Pearl Jam has announced a new PJ Votes 2020 initiative. Uh, The band is asking their fan base to accept the Take 3 pledge of vote by mail, recruit three friends, and don't wait. Uh, The band's bassist, Jeff Ahmed, explained it's about reminding people that their voice matters and their voice can make a big difference. Like a lot of things, if you find out that your good friends are doing something, you become more curious about it and more invested in it. And what we found with voting is that when people uh, when people you're living with or your family or your best friends are voting, then you tend to vote as well. Along with the newly announced voting initiative, Pearl Jam has partnered with leading national organizations like People for the American Way, the League of Conservation Voters, as well as select regional organizations like Make the Road Pennsylvania uh, to promote voting by mail. For more information, you can log on to PearlJam.com. So it is called the PJP Votes 2020 Initiative. Earlier this week, Red Hot Chili Peppers bassist Flea took social media to pay tribute to the band's late guitarist, Jack Sherman, who died last month at the age of 64. Uh, Flea wrote in part, It's taken me a couple of weeks to process the death of Jack Sherman. Our relationship was complicated. We stopped playing music together in 1985, and things were often fraught in the rare times that we communicated since. He taught me about diet, to eat clean, and be conscious of my body. But more than anything, he was my friend. We came from very different backgrounds, had different worldviews, and it was hard for us to relate to one another often. But the excitement we shared over music and the joy that bubbled up between us will last forever. Rest in peace, Sherm. I love you. Uh, he was a member of the Red Hot Chili Peppers from 1983 to 1984, that's it, and played on their self-titled debut album. But he's also a songwriter on their 1985 sophomore album, Freaky Style. Ozzy Osbourne has revealed that work on his new album has been delayed because his producer, Andrew Watt, has been diagnosed with COVID-19. Huh. Ozzy told Rolling Stone, I'm trying to write something new with Andrew, but he had COVID. He was very sick, and he still is. He said, the thing about this effing COVID thing is, I don't think they really know what they're effing dealing with. It changes. One time we're told it's harmful to older people. Now it's also harmful to young kids. It's weird. He said, but Andrew was one of the first ones to get it, and he's still kind of sick with it. He has good days and bad days, you know. It effs up your lungs. When asked how uh, the writing for the new album was going, he said, we're supposed to be doing it. But he texted me the other day and said, I have to ask for some time. And I said, whenever you're ready, call me. Uh, there, It's a momentous occasion. Well, you know, before we do that, let me do this one. This is a sad news. Ronald Bell, also known as Kalis Bayan and the co-founder of Cool and the Gang with his brother Robert Cool Bell, died suddenly on Wednesday morning at his home in the U.S. Virgin Islands. He was 68 years old. No cause of death has been announced at this time. Uh, but Ronald and his older brother Robert joined forces with their uh, Jersey City neighborhood friends Uh, Dennis Thomas, Robert Mickens, Charles Smith, George Brown, and Ricky West in 1964 to whip up a unique blend of jazz, soul, and funk. Uh, They had recycled their name many times before settling on Cool and the Gang in 1969. Uh, Ronald Bell acted as Cool and the Gang's chief composer, so he wrote the songs you know. There you go. 
and he was the arranger on uh, on top of mastering the saxophone and keyboard. Uh, he eventually penned the group's first and only number one hit, which was this, Celebration. He told Billboard in a 2018 interview about the lyrical and religious inspirations of the song. He said, at the end of Ladies' Night, we were singing, Come on, let's all celebrate. So celebration comes from the end of Ladies' Night. But I actually saw that in a scripture I was reading uh, where the creator of the universe that created man and the angels were all celebrating for doing so. And from that idea, it sparked uh, writing Celebration. He also wrote, and listen to these songs, he wrote Jungle Boogie, Hollywood Swingin', and Get Down On It. Those are awesome. Huge R&B hits, man. Get Down On It. I love each and every one of those songs. Uh, Cool and the Gang has notched a total of 25 top 10 hits on Billboard's Hot R&B and Hip Hop Songs chart. Uh, They won a Grammy Award for Album of the Year with uh, the Saturday Night Fever soundtrack. Five American Music Awards and took on BET's Soul Train Lifetime Achievement Award in 2014. They've sold 70 million albums worldwide and earned 17 gold and platinum certified singles. Uh, the Bell Brothers, uh, Brown and Cool and the Gang, and vocalist James J.T. Taylor were all inducted in the Songwriters Hall of Fame in 2018. Did Taco ever play with the family? This is Jungle, uh, Jungle Boogie. Taco? Taco Bell? Uh, no, no, he did not. Uh, survived by his wife, Tia Sinclair Bell. And he had ten children. As wow! Well. So well, yeah. good for him. Uh, but a great legacy of music left behind. And then one last thing. Speaking of uh, legacy type of music, I mean they're not gone, but uh, the band's going to be done soon. But it was forty five years ago today, September tenth, nineteen seventy five, that Kiss released its fourth album with the breakthrough double live set, Alive. I remember the release oh, of this. God, yeah. it was huge. Seems man. like yesterday. Yeah. Uh, the album, which was produced by Eddie Kramer, was called from concerts in Detroit, Cleveland, Wildwood, New Jersey. That's right. And Davenport, Iowa, while on the road to support the band's then uh, recent Dress to Kill album. Uh, the band admittedly sweetened the live tapes at New York City's Ed- Electric Ladyland Studios prior to the release. Is that where this one comes from? Yep. Uh, live, like Peter Frampton's 1976 blockbuster, Frampton Comes Live featured the cream of the band's studio sets. We creamed all over it. With the crucial element of the band's live show, which had yet to translate to vinyl or notable record sales. Alive peaked at number nine on the Billboard Top 200 album charts and featured the band's signature call to arms, Rock and Roll All Night, which is this, of course. Uh, the track listing was Deuce, Strutter, Got to Choose, Hotter Than Hell, Firehouse, Nothing to Lose, Come On and Love Me, Parasite. She, watching you, 100,000 years, Black Diamond, Rock Bottom, Cold Gin, Rock and Roll All Night, and Let Me Go Rock and Roll. Uh, this album was huge, and also it had it had pictures of what a Kiss concert right, looked like. Right. And you're like, oh my God, you know? Uh, gave you so, a boner, didn't it? Uh, it did give me a boner. Uh, do, uh, so Gene had said that the band's label, Casablanca, was dead set against the band releasing a, a costly double live album. Uh, Gene said, we were on our last legs. Casablina, Casablina, Casablanca is my ex-wife. Was going to go belly up. We didn't get paid for the album. In fact, when we told the record company we were going to do a live record, they didn't want to do that because uh-huh. live records didn't work. In those days, a live album was a liability. You did that after your career was over. No, he's right. Yeah. Yeah. Do I even know the studio version of this song? Uh, maybe. Do you have it? I don't. It's I don't done know. On cello. <laughs> I don't know if this is a studio version or not. But I'll just hit the button. Okay, go ahead. I just hit it. It's very quiet. Hit it again. Yeah. Oh, you hear that? Yeah, it's not working. It's not working. That's okay. weird. Um. Yeah, you've probably heard it. 
But okay. but the one that gets the most airplay by far is uh, the live version, huh. Kiss Alive. So it was 45 years ago today. And there you go. That's what I have in music news for you. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second. We'll get ready to wrap the thing up and continue more of the A to Z. Stay with us. Hey, gang, it's safe to say we've never seen anything quite like 2020. Challenging, uncertain, unprecedented. Go ahead. Pick an adjective, any adjective. We'll wait. We've been through a lot, probably with more to come, but we've stuck together like Philly always does. It's pretty easy to feel helpless, but there are a few things we can do. Like social distancing, avoiding large crowds, and wearing a mask when you're out in public. It might seem like a pain, but it's nothing compared to what some people are dealing with. So let's do the things we can do while we have to, and we'll get this great city and great country back to normal. A message from your friends at 93.3 WMMR. Putting Philly first. A lot of people texting and saying, we have a bit of a rat problem. <laughs> well, 93.3 WMMR. Round and round. Biggest hit from those guys, rat. Uh, and I do look back fondly uh, on that band and uh, those songs and that genre in general. It's fun to go back and, and listen to some of that, you know, glam metal yeah. that had its day. Uh, and it's great to see them on that Geico commercial, man. And they look pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, 1053, we're in the R's uh, for the A to Z Homeschool Edition 2020, which is brought to you by Parks Casino and Sportsbook. Pennsylvania's number one casino must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. And uh, Pierre will step in in a moment and continue this musical journey. I want to thank uh, Caitlin Bristow, yeah. who is on to promote... Dancing with the Stars. She was a lovely young lady. She was lovely young lady. She was one of the, the Bachelorettes. That's right. Wait a second. The Bachelorette. Yeah, you're dead. Sorry. I'm dead. I'm up in heaven. Yes. I'm still a big fan of the show. Uh, so it was nice to have her on. And that is going to be on Monday at 8 p.m. And we had a great conversation with drummer Ray Luzier. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be a part of the Neil Peart tribute on Saturday. It's online, livexlive.com uh, to get tickets. It's uh, like 13 bucks. Uh, the money's going to go to uh, brain tumor research. Uh, but Ray played for Corn, David Lee Roth, super nice guy, amazing drummer. So it was cool to have him on uh, this morning. How'd he do, Pierre? Good day. Actually, I was, the more he kept talking, I go, where do I know him from? And then he referenced Army of Anyone, which uh, was in between STP moments where Dean and Robert DeLeo teamed up with uh, 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 Richard from Filter, mm-hmm. and uh, he was their drummer. Yes, and he they came here, and uh, and hung with us all four of them, and they might have played something I don't remember, mm. uh, but uh, we had great chats, and uh, I really wanted to hit him up on David Lee Roth because, you know, <laughs> it, he, when he said he had eight years with Dave and he started imitating his voice, I'm going, he's got some stories. Oh, yeah. did you hear him say? Oh, yeah. He says if yeah. I write a book, half of it's going to be Dave. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Because, I mean, Dave is, uh, you know, say what you will about him, but you cannot call, you cannot not call him colorful. Oh, yeah. Well, and the whole instruction to put on a bit of a show, to give the audience something is uh, as as sage a piece of advice as you can give any entertainer. Certainly, yeah. So um, Dave used to have this thing after his solo shows called Club Dave, which no artist would do even then. This is in the 90s, I guess. And he would reserve several rooms backstage and invite tons of people there and have a DJ for hours and have booze and food and occasionally 
uh, young ladies. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it was wild. They called it Club Dave. And Dave's, Dave's all about show because, you know, if he's telling other band members to put on a show, because normally, like, uh, kind of an egomaniacal uh, lead singer will be like, no, the show is me. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? And David's like, no, we're all putting on a, everybody be a part of this whole thing, you know? Well, at the height of his solo career when he played the Spectrum, I, I, I was, and still am quite a fan. He um, he had, um, God, who was the guitar hero? Uh, who was Steve Vai. Steve Vai. He had Steve Vai playing the national anthem, and he disappears from the stage and all of a sudden reappears uh, at the soundboard, and as uh, Steve Vai is playing the national, out of a lead, he goes into the national anthem, and David Lee Roth is climbing a rope ladder to the ceiling, uh-huh. whereupon he gets on a ye- yellow dayglow surfboard <laughs> and surfs across the ceiling of the spectrum singing California Girls, and it lands on the stage. That's and very high up. Yeah. Very high up. Yeah. Wow. David, I mean, for all his drinking and carrying on, he's in phenomenally good shape. I mean, he's a mountain climber, yeah. uh, does all this stuff, and then... Um, um, then he'll then he'll have this this wheelchair weed. Um, and <laughs> he wheelchair he was at, at remember at my party. He was the headliner oh at my twentieth anniversary party. And we're backstage with him, and he has this giant. This smells like it came from God knows where. And he goes, take a hit of this chemosabi. This will send you to the spirit world. <laughs> <laughs> when you asked, do I remember that at your party? I remember before that. Everything after, pretty much a blur. Yeah. You, you indulged on that? Oh, my God. I, you you I took, had a hit of that? I took a hit, and it was the most powerful weed I've ever smoked in my life. It, wow, it, you not, smoked weed with David Lee Roth. I sure did, yeah. And uh, Brett Hamilton was there, and it, ah. was, it was a fun night. I, and, but, yeah, it, it put me on my ass. Okay. He was a headliner at my 20th anniversary yeah. uh, party at the Spectrum that the station threw me. And uh, uh, he was in great form, actually. He walked on, on a, in this green day glow outfit with a bottle of Jack Daniels and I walked on stage arm in arm with him and this guy yells Dave and he goes it must be my agent <laughs> <laughs> I'll never forget how friendly he was to you it was really cool he, he he talked to you as if you guys had been pals for a long time and it was neat to just say hey, hey Pierre how you doing you know what's been what's been going on congrats on the 20 years and it was genuine you know Dave yeah. is he's crazy like the, he, there are ups and downs with the guy but he I think yeah. th- that was a pretty genuine moment just wish he would sing live and not I know. talk through the, the the song. As my only my only beef, but he I don't like sing talk uh, talk singing. Yeah. All right, well, uh, you ready for the letter of the day, dude? Yeah. All right, let's do it. Preston and Steve on ninety three three WMMR. Now the daily letter and the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. The letter R is in rat, round and round. And the letter R that we're in in the A to Z, ma'am, right. all the way. We're gonna we're gonna give away on uh, well tomorrow it's Friday, uh, a pie Zeke round barbecue and fire pit kit, and that's from Landis Block. Landis yeah! Block. Start imagining your own backyard paradise. No, Nick, you can't win that <laughs> by looking at the photo gallery online at landisbc.com. So give it away tomorrow. What's on on the uh, program today? Well, I'm looking at the R's you've covered. Uh, you had Romeo and Juliet from mm-hmm. Dire Straits. Wow, very cool. A rooster, you had Rope. You had Rosalita, Rose Tattoo, Rough Boys, which was magnificent, round and round. And I will continue some rounds. Um, we've got uh, uh, around here. We've got a roundabout. I think you know where those go. We have a young lady that begins with R. Uh, we have some rubies and some runs, uh, and quite a lot of runs. And the running, in one form or another... Eachies. <laughs> will take us into the S. So I That's should great. conclude the R category and begin the S category. Another great uh, category. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 
And the S and the T's uh, tend to be very long because unlike a normal library, we have songs that begin with the. Any song that begins with the is in our T category, mm-hmm. which should not be the way it would be in a library. Well, whatever it is, it, it, actually that adds an element of uh, it makes it more interesting because it you're does. guessing. It oh does. yeah, I'm looking yeah. at I'm looking at the does. You ain't kidding, man. What page are we on now? We because... are on page uh, 29. And how, there's like how many more? 40. Uh, Chuck was saying it's like eight. But how many more hundred? Songs? There's over eight hundred songs left. Uh, so page forty-two is where we go to, and how many songs? Are, and I have to count them all. I'm not going to sit here and go one, two, three, two, three, four, seven, nine, five, four, seven. There you go, seven. Oh, I seven. could do the math. Yeah, sixteen twenty-four <laughs> minus fifteen sixty-nine. Nick, go. What? One hundred <laughs> something. Okay. Yeah. So there's over hundred. hundred per page. Over hundred per page. All right. Cool, man. It's no. going to be good. We uh, shall have. I want to thank our sponsors. Uh, The President Steve Show brought to you today by Dunkin', the official coffee of the President Steve Show. Also brought to you by Rita's. You can try Reese's Peanut Butter Mudslide Treats at Rita's. And also Sequoia Outback. You can experience the ultimate in outdoor living at DeckSupplies.com. Uh, tomorrow morning's Friday, so no sad, bro. There no will sad. Be, there will be no sad. Uh, and we'll also have uh, comedian Matthew Broussard on the program. And whatever things we haven't given away yet, we will give away. That is it. We are done. Rage on. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow, gang. Bye-bye. The Preston and Steve love you. hate you. Live. I see a lot of people driving in a car by themselves wearing a mask. Isn't that kind of like thinking if you fart, your underwear will keep the smell out? Next message. <laughs> My Friday. All you got to go into work tomorrow. I'm going to be waking up at 10 o'clock, drinking coffee, eating cereal, and just thinking about how all you are still at work. Too bad. Next message. I'm not Jeff Gordon. I'm not Baby Driver. I'm not even a UPS driver. But why does it seem like when I get on the road, I'm the only one that knows how to drive? Go, The Preston and Steve Love You, Hate You line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less.